Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from The Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince by J.K. Rowling, and Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, and Criminal Minds, with references to The Vampire Diaries, Thor Ragnarok, and Game of Thrones. Hello! Hi, how are you? I am great, how are you? I got my Owl Crate box today. So, finally, my June box, and it is halfway through July it's but it's fine <laughs> but it's fine um so I'm really excited I haven't opened it yet I haven't decided if I want to do a video or not but I'm sure by the time this is released you guys will see it. it'll probably be on my page but yeah. um yeah I was so excited that I got it finally it's been a long time coming so. it looks too I've seen a couple people post so um it it looks like a good in it looks good like yeah box. I'm excited I'm Worth really excited the wait I hope so <laughs> I hope so. But um, yeah, so that was really exciting. And then uh, I bought an obscene amount of books on Book Outlet because they had to buy two, get one free. So I bought nine books. No, you did not. I did. That is so funny. I did. Well, okay. I bought, technically I only paid for six of them and three of them were free, but it's fine. I got, I completed a couple of series that I have and uh, got some other stuff. So very excited about those. That's awesome. Yep. I finally got my book outlet order in. So I got the rest <laughs> of To All the Boys I Love, The Star of Truly Devious. I got The Great Gatsby. So I did get the same one that you did. Oh, I didn't yeah. Isn't that. it so oh, cute? The Gatsby is the only classic I like. Oh, so. I love The Great Gatsby. So, good. so I did, good. I did do some people were selling things on the line on Bookstagram. So I did get a couple of um, books on sale there too. So my question nice. is adding. But I will say, I don't, it's not a but, but just generally, I will say I did buy Crescent City and feel free to copy my idea if anyone wants to do this, but I have Crescent City, obviously, but I got a second copy. And my thought is I'm going to go through and like underline slash highlight, like physically oh, in go. the book, all my like favorite lines. And then I want to like, not give it as a gift, but like let people borrow it and say like, add your lines and quotes and do that oh, because I love that yeah I think that would be so fun to be like pick a color and like underline your favorite things if it's different than mine and like add notes in there and send it around because book you could do like a key mail. in the front like pink is this person yeah. and blue is this person and oh like that would be so cute that be fun that and would be fun media mail is so cheap so you could probably I could probably like ship it around the country for like four bucks yeah so if anyone wants to join in on that I have to reread Crescent City first but I thought that would be a really fun idea. So I got a copy for that. Awesome. Yeah. That is, I love that. But it wasn't that fun? I was like, this is a good one too, because everybody really likes it. So, and I think this is, it's a big book. So people will like look at it differently, but Mm -hmm. that's my idea. When I reread Crescent City, I'm going to like sister to the traveling pants, that bitch. That is amazing. (laughs) I love that idea. That is so great. Yeah. So so we can pick another one and do that. I think that would be really fun, but that would be fun. That That would be really fun. Yeah. So, and then I did a library book sale over by my mom's house and I got mm-hmm. the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo for like two dollars Caitlin just and finished that book and she shocked. said she is obsessed with it She's my like, sister it read it so too. good and she said it's so good yeah well that's probably that's definitely gonna be on the docket this year yeah but I was same. shocked that the old people had it 
in our retirement <laughs> community. <laughs> what? No way. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, I have it's on the it's on the docket. I haven't read it yet, but um I really want to read it. My yeah, like my sister just read it and she said she really, really liked it. Um she oh. said it's probably one of her favorite books that she's read. Oh really? I've my yeah. sis, my sister read it and she's not a big reader. She apparently is this year, but she's not usually a big reader. And she read it for forcing her to read. Yeah. She's read Song of Achilles. She's like reading all the ones like rip your heart out. She's read Song of Song of Achilles. She's on like the sixth or seventh book of Outlander, this one, and she read something else. I was like, good lord natasha you need to whew, that was like an emotional roller coaster over here so, yeah. yeah good for her yep but um what else came in the mail for both of us that's super exciting our blissfully bookish vintage location tees oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. <laughs> I, I oh i got the city of starlight one and it looks like an old vintage rocker tee and it's so cute and like they fit so well i mean i bought two from her before so I'm, i was expecting and anticipating a fit already they're so cute. And then I got the Henrietta one for the Raven cycle. And let me tell you, it's white. It's like an off white gray, but the actual Henrietta is this like neon green. And they're so vibrant. Like I expected them to be a little bit more vintagey looking. And this one is like neon green. It's so cool. Sorry if you can't hear me. Cause I'm just looking at them while I talk to all of you. And then I of course got the Crescent city one and it's this like deep purple and it's so pretty and it looks really good with my hat post all of these. I haven't posted the actual ones yet, but if you guys follow Blissfully Bookish, some people have been posting that they got theirs, but I'll post all the ones that I got um, sometime this next week. And Kirsten will post hers too. And I also got the yeah. City Dad hat, which like, let me tell you. Yeah, I got, so I got the Chateau, Chateau LeBlanc. So from Serpent and Dove, it's like kind of like this off-white cream color. And I, I really like, it. I thought it was more, it was going to be more white, but I'm really happy that it's like an off like white cream color. I love that. And then I got the, um, the kingdom of the nameless queen. So Aelin's, you know, throne of glass and it's like this really pretty green. I really like it. So it's, it's really cute. And then of course I got Lathe house, um, joggers and they are so cute. Look at, they're all like embroidered. I love them. I'm so, I really like those ones. Those are really I'm cute. so obsessed. So I will also be posting a video because I ordered some other shirts. So I ordered the pants patisserie one and then I got, what was the other one I got? I got another one. Um, but I will be doing a, um, I will be doing um, also another, maybe we'll, we'll probably post them the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably the day that's that's we are. The Starlight Tea is, I could die. So cute. I saw her, she like posted it as like a, like on her story. She wore it with like the um, biker shorts or whatnot. Yeah. So freaking cute. But um, yeah, I, I love them all. They're so freaking cute. And I, so I um, thanks Catherine, killing it as always. Yeah, <laughs> so. we still have a discount code until the end of this month. So if you guys want to yep. use Bookish Banter 10, but yeah, I, I'm dead. I can't, I can't. <laughs> she, yeah, she has some amazing things. I just, I'm obsessed with everything. Yeah, so, you know, we're just over here breaking our book buying ban and spending lots of these, money on bookish things. These ones we've already talked about, so they don't really That's count. true. I'm just letting you know that they came in and they are very cute. What's, what's really <laughs> that, that is that true. Story. We bought them a little while ago. <laughs> that is true. That is and very true. And book outlet one was from, like, weeks ago. It just took a really long, book outlet takes a really long time. I love them, but I don't know why it takes ages for me to it get takes, them. I ordered them. Yeah, it takes you a long time to get them. Mine yeah. get here pretty quickly. I, ordered I on, think I'm closer to their warehouse. Yeah, I ordered it on the 2nd of July and it showed up on the 
17th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine got, a long time. Yeah. Mine arrived real quick, but again, I think I'm closer to their warehouse. So that's probably why, but, um, yeah. So I spent like $60 on books the other day because so I bought so my sister and I went to books a million and we bought this book it's called the sea queen and we thought it was a standalone but it's actually the second in a trilogy <laughs> so they had the other two on book outlet so I had to buy them obviously so um yeah obviously that's so obviously. funny because I'm yeah I'm running out of room I I know I was like I, I need another bookcase. I literally, I, I showed you earlier. My bed has books. My like, oh, spare yeah. bedroom has like books all over the bed, everywhere. I need another bookcase. I don't, I like, it's, it's a hot mess in here. Yeah, and you like double stack your books too. So yeah, not all of them, only the, like, um, the romance yeah, ones yeah, are same. double stacked because there's okay, like, have, like a whole album or like a whole album. I have a whole mini bookshelf just for my romance novels. Yeah. I'm running out of room too. Like I yeah. went like I said, I went to two library book sales. So I got Tower of Dawn for a dollar and Love and Gelato for a dollar, which I was like, I have to get this. And I got like a handful of other ones. And I was like, it's, it's always like so cheap when you're like, okay, $15 for like 15 books. But then you come home and you're like, what am I going to do with 15 books? Like, where, where is am I going to put going? them? And when am I going to read them? <laughs> Never is the answer to that. I, I can't, I'm, I, I just have so much stuff. A lot. It's same, oh, same. It's and I keep buying it, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I just keep telling myself it's better than drugs. That's and fair. So I really need to like, um, just stop. Yeah. That's same. It. That's all I That's, need. See, I, need I, I get in this thing where I'm like, I'll have this like one thing that I'll just buy a lot of, like for a while, you know, me, you've seen my closet, it's clothes and like shoes. Like I have an obscene amount of clothes, like, or used to, I got rid of a lot of them when I moved, but like now it's books. <laughs> So, um, I need to like go through them and like, I'm sure there are some, that there's a lot that I, I just need to read them. That's my thing is I need to read them and go through them and, um, and like get another bookcase. Same. I'm, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm like, I'm never going to get through these. Why did I even buy them in the first place? But here we are. Hey, living the life, man. I'm, we're still, I'm still waiting on my bookish box. And so is Kirsten and From that's okay. Cause I didn't get one for July. So this will be my bookish box for July. <laughs> fine. We're fine. We're not. Everything's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about today? This is, might be the most exciting episode. We've oh my ever gosh. We are finishing out the throne of glass series. We are. This is our episode on Kingdom of Ash. So this is the last book in the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. I'm exhausted. And I, yeah. I, I'm uh, worth it. Yep, yep. We talked about this earlier. We were having a conversation about this earlier. I like got done with this book and was just like emotionally exhausted. And so I went and picked up like uh, a romance novel as a palate cleanser because I was just like, I can't even function right now. <laughs> yeah, I've stopped reading. I've actually stopped reading. I, I, as a person have just stopped reading and now only consume audiobooks. I I've, I've come anew and now only take the time to read, to listen to audiobooks. I don't read anymore because I just can't get back into it. After this book. Yep. I was like, I just need some time. I need yeah. someone to tell me the story. I can't, I'm not allowed to read the story. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time concentrating right now. <laughs> 
it's a struggle uh, well but we we made it we finally uh, made it we got through the entire series and it was it was so it was really good I'm so glad we did it it was just it's a it's a it's a time commitment and I would say I mean we talked about this in previous episodes like it would be it's like I would recommend that if you're like reading through it to like especially after like Empire of Storms to like take a moment and like have a palate cleanser and like read something else and just kind of digest it because jumping right into like especially if you're tandem reading Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn like to go from that to jump right into Kingdom of Ash is just intense and so um taking a moment and like stepping back a little bit to like prepare yourself is well and I think we did a good job like we took a week off basically we tried to we read through Tower and Dawn Empire Storms pretty quick and took about a week in between to read Kingdom of Ash and uh, yeah I read like one book I think in between that and it was nice to like think about other things and like get a chance to really talk through Tower of Dawn before we were able to like hop into Kingdom of Ash. Yeah. It took me a lot longer to finish than I thought it was going to. It's a long. long. Yeah. And I anticipated it and I was reading it and I don't know. I just had a hard time like really concentrating. Like I'd sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to read this. And I would read a couple chapters and I was like, okay, I'm kind of over it. Like I'm, I'm done reading this for now because it's like, there's so much to like work through. And then I had a power outage a couple weeks ago, uh, on a Saturday and I, it was like 7 PM. And if anyone knows about Arizona, it's hot regardless of the time of day. So it's like 92 degrees in my home. And I was like, I'm not going to sleep. So I'm just going to be reading King of Ash by book lamp. So I was like with a flashlight in one hand and like book light in the other, which my book light was like starting to die. I powered through like 800 pages of kingdom of ash. And oh I was my like, gosh, <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, I have to know what happens now. I guess we'll just keep on, keep it on. Yep. Cause I'm like sweating on the floor of my bathroom wondering, you know, like who's going to die. So it was a lot, <laughs> but I think that's the way to do it. You need to like heavily consume this quickly yeah. because it is a lot. It's intense. It's intense. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we can get into it. Yeah. So, um, so basically we start off, you know, we ended empire of storms, you know, that, um, Lysandra is kind of pretending to be Aelin because Aelin was captured by Maeve and she is in the iron coffin with the mask. It's just horrifying. And so, you know, you, the first two, like, prologue, I guess, chapters, it's, like, the prince and the princess, so it's, like, Rowan and Aelin, and it's, like, Rowan's, like, talking about how, it's, like, Rowan's perspective, and he hasn't eaten, hasn't slowed down, if it wasn't for the rest of the people with him, um, he would just keep going until he, like, couldn't, because he's just trying to find Aelin, and then the princess chapter is her, like, realizing that she's like in this coffin and trying to escape and it's like this oh my god this is like terrible this is like oh I can't even imagine like all of it but yeah and it's just her like talking about that and then like seeing the wolf which is Fenris and things like that and so um you know you get into that and you know it all kind of starts with everything like that happening and you know you have um you have the group that's looking for Aelin. So it's Alid, Lorcan, Gavriel, Ro- and Rowan. And so those are the four that are looking for Aelin. And then everyone else is, um, so Aiden, Aiden and Lysandra are obviously back in Terrasan. Um, Rolf is still trying to find his fleet. Um, Ansel is um, also with, um, with 
Aiden and um, Lysandra, and then you have Kale and Irene and Nesrin and Sartak who are on their way, basically. So those are the kind of the three groupings of perspectives that you have. Well, four if you include Aelin, but um, you've got kind of four different perspe perspectives. And then yeah. Manon and Dorian are five i'm sorry oh, manon sorry, and yeah. dorian <laughs> wow i get manon and dorian as well so they are searching for the other word keys so that's kind of the general setup of how this book starts it's kind of where it ended in empire of storms did you expect a lead to be with the group looking for aelin i was kind of shocked that she was there i was i because obviously empire of storms she's like hanging out with the witches and with the 13 so when they said that she was with them i was i was kind of surprised yeah i was surprised at the whole setup of it all together honestly i didn't expect aiden and lysandra to be together I, I don't know why but i thought that maybe gabriel was gonna be with her and elite like i thought it was gonna be lysandra gabriel elite and maybe lorcan like in the court and then aiden and rowan were gonna go search for aelin but i kind of understand why because like Aiden they needed him to be the presence and like he was well known but I didn't expect that grouping in the way that it went together I I didn't know if I expected her to be with the witches because of what they were doing and they wanted you know they were like doing a lot of dangerous stuff so like I didn't anticipate but I the the, the breakdown of the group really surprised me yeah same I was I think I was just more surprised that she would agree to go with Lorcan yeah <laughs> well not even just that but that like I, I wasn't surprised that Lorcan was there because obviously he feels yeah. guilty AF for what he did. And, uh, but I was surprised that the lead would want to go, you know what I mean? Cause Lorcan's there and it's intense and they're traveling fast and they're, you know, it's not to say that she's not tough, but like, they're all a bunch of fey males who can like sprint quickly and yeah. And yeah, she's change forms. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I thought it was interesting, but I did like that she was there. Cause it's kind of also that female presence of like, and she's such for a good like, I love her so much. She's so, oh, she's amazing. I love her so much. So, um, you know, you get that and then you've got Kale and Irene and they, um, kind of, how did you, how did you feel about that whole setup? So I was going to say, I was a little bit, I don't know. I, I felt like this was from everything we got in Tower of Dawn and how important those four characters were, Nesserin and Sartag, Kale and Irene. Irene. I don't know why I do that. And um, her sister, his sister, Hazar, Hazar, I don't know how to say her name. I thought that they were going to play a little bit bigger of a role in this overall. I think that their presence was very necessary and like, especially in the end battle scenes and all those sorts of things they talk about, but I thought that they were going to have more of a role in this and just be like a bigger part of like the talk, the talks and like all the inner workings there. But I thought it was really, I don't know. I don't know if it like made me sweat or what it was, but when they're out and about and they're, you know, like over up in the clouds and then they may see like the, um, Vogue, like peoples or whatever and spot them and then chase them down. And they're like, there's tens of thousands of them and we need to like fly across. I think the logistics of how all this went together was a little bit much for me. I was like, how far away is the sea from Kale's? I literally don't know the name of his hometown, but starts with an A. What a surprise. Um, how far it is from there, but it's far on the map. And you're like, how on God's green earth did they like get from the coast on a couple of rucks and fly across where it took the rest of the rucks two weeks, but they did it in like two days. Like the timing was just really off for me. And it's like, I know that that needed to happen where he met up with his dad and had that conversation, but like her army 
on the, the boats and then the like horses and then the rocks, like the, the division and how long it like took everyone to do things and where they showed up at was just so weird for me. What were your thoughts on that? How did you feel about the timeline of everything? Like I was so confused of the timeline of this entire book because the timeline for Lysandra and Aiden or is so different than the rest of the book because they're obviously like they're fighting like some of the princes and they're basically the entire so the entire book is with the entire perspective Aiden and Lysandra is she's pretending to be Aelin da 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 she's trying to convince the lords and then they're fighting like that's the entire thing like they're fighting um, and they're like at war and then Lysandra and Aiden are fighting that's and um, so that's like their whole POV is just like them fighting but their timeline is separate from everyone else's timeline you know what I mean and so I was very confused as to how this all like I don't know it was that was a little weird for me how that timeline rolled out yeah, I agree. I felt like it was so strange. Like I didn't really understand what was happening. And then she kept saying like, oh, they're five days away. Or like, it would take us a week to get here. Or like, it would take us six days to get this place. And I was like, how many days has it been? Like, cause every chapter felt like a new day and it like, yeah. wasn't, but it also was. And I was like, how long did this battle go on for? And like, they would say, oh, it would take us two weeks to get there. And Aiden and them are in the middle of literally about to die. And you're like, yeah, mm. so I but their timeline was different. So their timeline was like shifted yeah. weird into them like traveling I don't know it was so weird I, I didn't like that was one thing about this book I was like the timeline makes no fucking sense like, yeah like no it, sense it was just so like disconjointed too and then you're just like going through and you're like so wait are they days ahead or is this at the same time and we're just like hoping that Aileen like gets there on time I had a really hard time following that and then yeah. even at the ending you're like so, so they just so oh so they got here on time I don't know yeah that's great good to know <laughs> like I don't know it's just weird and I was so yeah. confused because there was a lot of points I think the pacing in this was pretty okay yeah. But like, I think there was a lot of points in here where it was like, it ended in like moral peril for like Aiden and Lysandra. And then the rest of this was like, da 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 let's like casually go yeah. through the like workings like, of like the rest Aiden of the group. Aiden and Lysandra were just getting their asses kicked the entire book. Like yeah. the entire book, they were just getting the shit whipped out of them. And it's like 10 or 12 or 14 chapters before you hear from them again. And you're like, okay, so everybody's dead. And then it's like one, I don't know. I felt like this, I'll say it. This was not my favorite book. I think this, I felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings with like a little bit yep. of the wrong action in the wrong like spots. This um, was like very, um, this was very Helm's Deep for me. Like this was very yeah. reminiscent of like, look to the I, east on head. the fifth day. Like yeah, that's literally head. how I felt when they're like, here's Aelin. And it's like, <laughs> like that's literally what the only well, thing I could picture. showed up with the like golden league I was like oh so Gandalf showed up with like his fucking horses or like, they have like the, there's like the there's like the the little uh the little um like river waterway that Lysandra goes through and I'm like this is very Helm's Deep like the one way they can get in other than the gate is this little like little great that you know is takes the water out and I'm like this is I'm just waiting for an orc to like run yeah, like, up there with a fucking a <laughs> with a trolls, like coming like, out of nowhere. Like it was, it was very, uh, it was very uh, reminiscent of Helm's Deep for me. Like, so. I will say this: this entire series, the more I like look into it, because I'll let all of you know right now. You're welcome for all the references because I'm currently rewatching all of the Lord of the Rings. But like, it is Lord of the Rings. 
like Frodo is Aelin, chosen one, prophecy, queen, like, okay, Frodo doesn't become a king or a queen or whatever, but like perilous quest, bog, like evil, two towers, two different like locations where things are being built, creatures being made. Like, I was like, this is the Lord of the Rings. Like this literally is it. And like, obviously there's like, you know, fairies and different creatures and stuff like that. But I was like, wow, the two towers and like the entirety of the glass are the same movie. Like it's the same thing, yep. which I love that. And it was great, but it was just like, I, as I was reading this, I was like, I would rather be watching the two towers right now than reading what the hell is happening. And for Mace. anyone who has HBO Max, all three of Lord of the Rings extended editions are on there. So if you have, why I don't know, I started this. 12 hours of <laughs> free time, go out there and watch it's so worth it I oh I've been slowly making my way through them because I've been trying to read and I've been working but yeah that and Vampire Diaries is yeah. my life right now I like started the we started the two towers last night and I was like oh man this is the same thing like this is the book yeah. and I would like to point out really quickly Saruman and his name escapes me for whatever fucking reason Saruman and Sauron yeah yeah Saruman and Sauron sound exactly the same and my boyfriend was like I hate when they do that like when they name things with the same first letter and I looked at him no shit this is just for like the fans of the podcast and I was like you clearly don't listen to my episodes because I complain about this all the time about how things are named with like the same letter and I was like but it's literally but okay Sauron and Sauron are literally the same name like it's like two letters yeah. they're like like it's the same okay, name but Aiden and Aelin all right like yeah so it's the same like it's so funny yeah. because it's like it's yeah it's throne of glass is the girl version of, of, of the rings yeah it really is yeah it's good <laughs> stuff but I was just laughing so hard because I was like this exa- so this was exactly like Helm's Deep it, it was a lot uh, what did you th- so in my mind I imagined I you haven't seen Discovery of Witches I don't think but in my mind there is a witch that is in like an iron mask and that's how mm-hmm. I saw it. And it's really yeah. awkward and like uncomfortable. How did you kind of view the mask? I viewed it as like, you know, the man with the iron mask, like three musketeers. <laughs> that's how I imagined it. Um, which is horrifying. Um, but like, I just her. Okay. Let's talk about that. Cause we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but we were talking about how we were worried with how, I mean, she was tortured. Like, let's plain and simple. She was tortured by Karn is his name. Karn, Karen, Karn, whatever. He he doesn't matter. Um, he like tortured her, but you know, you get all this mention of him being super sadistic and like sadistic and like a terrible person at or male, whatever you want to call him. He's just like horrible and mean and just nobody likes him, not even his own like army likes him. And uh, we were worried that um about what was going to happen to Aelin, you know what I mean? From, you know, just like, uh, I was just like, I'm glad that it didn't go to the extent that we were worried about. We were, you know, there was no like sexual assault, thank goodness. But it was also still just like, also at the same time, super traumatizing that the fact that the healers had to come in and she has brand new skin because she's just been torn apart. I was a bit worried that we were going to have to like, read that not as like have to but like I'm glad that that the actual like depictions of everything wasn't in there because I think it really would have taken away from like the story and stuff like you know that she went through a lot of trauma and it was it's good to like obviously keep that in mind in her journey and how she heals but it's like I think it would have taken away from the story a lot had we heard of like the actual torture 
I think also because you don't know like whether it's actual torture, if it's real or not. And so I think Sarah did a really great job throughout this entire book of like, is this real? Like, is this happening? Like, is this real or is this made? Or is this like, what is going on here? And you have all these like, and so you really, you were really sucked into Aelin's perspective because you were questioning everything, you know what I mean? And so I thought she did a great job with that. So, and I think if she would have gone into detail of like the more detail of the torture, then it would have been, it would have been like, okay, this is like the torture aspect and this is real and this is not. And so I kind of liked how one, I don't want to read that. And two, like it, it built the story a lot better and and sucked you in a lot better. Psychological aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. So I really loved, I mean, I think everyone does, but I really love Fenris and (sighs) him being an aspect of it. I wasn't anticipating that at all. I know that she took him with, but I didn't think of him being such a big part being able to be a part of that for her and like being that companion because Maeve is smart but I would have thought that she would have she would have assumed that what happened would have happened that he would have you know like built that camaraderie with her so I was surprised that Maeve like kept him in the room I wasn't surprised because she's arrogant and delusional and just a wicked beyond all belief and she did it to torture him that was his torture you know, he can't do anything to protect the person that he wants to help. And he's literally has to sit here and watch them literally tear her to pieces and go ahead. I was just going to say, so the part with his brother, what were your thoughts? Uh, That one shook me to the core. I I was was shook it. Yeah. I was not okay. Like, I was just like, how terrible, like he just, the things that he said to him and it's like, okay, is he, is, has she infiltrated his mind so much that she poisoned him so much against his own twin brother that like, he can't like that. He just hates him so much. And it just like breaks your heart for Fenris. And then he stabs himself. And it's just like, I thought he was going to kill Fenris. Like that so was, I. I was so like I. there with Aelin freaking out, screaming. No, like, she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, freaking out because he goes over there and he's obviously deranged he's compelled like that's yeah. it's very like it's very like tvd c- compulsion thing so you know he's she's like you know what you need to do and he goes over there with his knife and he's like says all these terrible things and you're like oh my god he's gonna kill fenris and then he kills himself and you're like oh, no because you just like poor fenris is like oh just i i felt so terrible for him in that moment and of course Aelin's sitting there and she's like oh like like knees this is one thing like if I like when I watch like I watched a um this is a little bit of a tangent but um I watched this criminal minds episode this girl was like in this like maze thing or whatever and she had to like fight her way out and they were like trying to figure out who this guy was it was like torturing people and like sending them through it's very like saw-esque anyways she like runs through this open door and there's like glass like shattered glass all over and she's like barefoot and she has to like walk through this like shattered glass and that's just all I could think of was just like that's one of those things I'm like oh that just like like the like glass on the ground and she's like her like she's like kneeling in the shattered glass and she's like I just oh my gosh it like uh, uh, you could like feel the pain too you're like that's she, that's why I'm glad she didn't do a lot of the like torture description because the, the way that she just described that one scene, I was it like, was brutal. Like, yeah, it was, ter- it was <laughs> tragic. I was like, oh, oh geez. Yeah. And I, their relationship throughout the whole thing is like incredible that she was able to build that with Fenris and like 
you know, blink once, twice, three, four times and all of that. And you're like, okay, so I was, I mean, we obviously know because it's a story that like she was going to get out of this, but it felt like it was going to go on forever. Did you feel like it went on too long? Yes. Okay. I was ready. I was like, okay, they need to, I was like, okay, when are they going to find her? Like, when are they going to, when are they going to get her? Because I mean, you also feel for Rowan. Rowan is like, destroyed like utterly distraught I mean he knows that she's still alive because he can still feel the like bond the like mate bond or whatever but like uh, like but he's just like I've you know when he uh, you know eventually finds her he's like she asks him you know when he they eventually find her and everything she asks him how long she was there and he's like (laughs) he was like two months three days six hours like he was like counting it down and it's like She's like, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised because I, it felt longer, but it also felt shorter. I didn't know how long I was there. And it was just like, so terrible. And just like, oh, like it was just brutal. And so, yeah, I, how did you feel about Gavriel and Elite and their friendship that kind of blossomed out of this? I love him as a character. And I feel like he, I, I felt this from the beginning that he was always going to be that like dad character. Him and Rowan are kind of the same age, but they still had that like, father-son relationship I think well I think he's a little bit older but you know what I mean Uh, even though they were like cadre I still felt like he was always the dad of the group so I really like to see him like come into that potential even though he didn't get to be it it for Aiden he got to like kind of be it for the whole group and it it was like it's so heartwarming to see him and like I I don't know I don't know if it's because I read too much YA but I was like forgive him forgive him forgive him like I was just so sad like the whole time I don't love Lorcan but I love Aline and Lorcan like as an entity yeah and I think there are some like there's probably like four or five major scenes in this whole book in general the rest of it is just like walking arguing and fighting um but the the scene with the two of them is like epic and you're like that was perfect timing but it was a little drawn out in their relationship but I think that having Gabriel there really was a buffer so you're not like annoyed that they haven't forgiven each other yet and you know he got to be like no he is a good person or like no you know give people the benefit of the doubt or like but I I, think Sarah does I I just think Sarah does a great job because I again in like YA books and any book it really in general like you know someone like a character will do something and it's just like horrendous and then like two pages later they're like forgiven and so I really I think it's very reminiscent of like real life and like people actually going through the struggle struggle of of actually forgiving someone because it's not something that happens overnight it's not it's not something that happens in two pages like that doesn't it doesn't work like that you know what I mean and so um seeing that I think is very relatable and reminiscent of like real life and so I really like that she I think it went on a little too long but when it did happen it was just like so epic you were just like I'm so glad it happened this way and so um you know you've got obviously they're they're searching for her and they find the they get they they have a choice whether to go to excuse me to go to Dornell or where was the there was another place that they were going to go to but um I don't remember the name of it they were supposed to, there was like two choices they could go. They're like, she's either here or she's here. And so, um, where, where are we going to go? Like, where, where are we going to go? One's farther than the other. Maybe we hit up the one that's, that's closer and then make our way over there. Well, they end up going to Dornell. There's kind of in a roundabout way that we're going to the other place. And then they ended up going to Dornell because of, didn't he feel something in the mate bond or something like that? Yeah. Um, and then Elite was like, 
it, it would be so good because it's so easy that she would think that no one would think that they were there. That was a yeah. Lot of yeah. Them, so sorry. No, you're fine. And then they go to, they go to Dornell and they see this like massive army and, you know, she's built this fey army and they're like, I mean, all of, they're all fey males. And the only one that would go undetected is elite. And she's just, she's such a badass. Like, I, I love her so much. Like, she just is like, I'm going to do it. And Lorcan's like, no, you're not. Obviously being like, you know, protective, whatever. And she's like, screw you. Like, Aelin is my friend too. Like, she means a lot to me as well. Like, you're not the only one that can help and I can help. I'm the only one that can do this. So screw off and I'm going to freaking do this. And um, I just, I love it. I loved how clever they were with her getting into the city and stuff. And she's like, I'm just going to be like Kane's scorned lover or whatever. And that'll leave me to me because like wherever she is, he is. And I was like, she's so like, she's the best character or whatever. Who are we kidding? She's so smart. And I loved when she met up with, I'm not sure that her name, but we did just, Asar. Asar. we just did just recently find out that there's like a secret bonus chapter of air of fire that sort of ties this character in with the rest of the group. So that is interesting to know, but I really did like, this interaction and like you know it comes together in such a in such a way that like it's a I think it's a trope we all love where it's like an oppressive regime and then you find out there's like secret rebellion underneath all of it and the secret rebellions of like one side meet up with the secret rebellion of the other side you know like that you didn't realize were connected so I think that's a trope we like all love and love to see it but I thought that was awesome what did you think about like them changing locations and putting Aelin in the middle of this like fake camp I felt like that added such a dramatic element to it and made it like more exciting, I think, to read. Yeah, definitely. Kind of taking a step back, how did you feel? Were you, did you think that Rowan and, and the, the like group planted the Vogue Prince information or what did you think when you found out that like Maeve like found this out and was going to like retrieve the collar? I definitely thought it was them. Oh Did really? You? I would no. Oh geez. I was terrified. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I feel like we're all we're all into liars over here. Kristen's like, I love morally gray men, and I always guess things, and I cry a lot, and I'm like, I never guess things. I love like puppy dogs, and I never cry. And then I'm like sobbing in like Red White and Royal Blue, Addie Larue, Crescent City, like every book, and I'm like, yeah, I definitely guess that. I definitely guess that. I and never guess Dorian. things. Just kidding. Yeah, you like love Dorian. I'm like, I like, I love Dorian. I love like Morley Gray men. Who am I? Um, yeah, I, I 100% thought it was them because of the way that they set it up, where they decided to like change course, and they were like, we need something big to like get her out of there. So I was, yeah. I for sure thought it was them that did that. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, did you, Daddy? <laughs> That's so funny. Over Kirsten's head. But when they were like, okay, well, we got to get in there quick because she's that those call. She's gonna figure out there's no collars, and I was like. God, they're so smart. Like, <laughs> I love that. Oh man. So you had like real fear for Aylin I was at that point. Very, very fear. I was right there with Aylin, like, oh shit. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Um, so um that's yeah, so I, funny. I was also so heartbroken when like his like plan was to burn her and make her fear her power. And it was just like how wild horrible like I was just like oh my god how did you feel about that whole scene it's just like they're fighting to get in to save her and she's fighting to get out and it's just like 
what? It was utter chaos, like such chaos. I feel like this is something that happens in like a lot of books and it's not like a bad thing. Like it goes over really well, but I think it's just so funny when you're like, like two opposing forces or like two people that are on the same side are like doing two opposite things where you're like, okay, well, if they run away, like, how's anybody going to find them? You know what I mean? Like if they get away from their captors, how are the people that are like coming after them going to find them where they are? So that's how I felt. Like I was like, okay, Aylin's going to get away. Rowan and then we're going to show up and like, she's going to be gone. And we're going to be like, damn it. How do we find Aylin? You know? So I thought that, that was what was going to happen. And I was very worried about it because I was like, oh my God, here we go. We're going to spend like another 40 pages, like wandering around the woods looking for Aylin. So I like the way that it went. And I think she writes the fight scenes really well. And like, I, I wasn't expecting what happened with Fenris. I didn't think he was going to break the blood oath, but I just also figured that there was no way he was going to sit by and watch nothing like watch that happen. So what did you think about that? Like, did you think, I guess this is kind of fast forwarding, but like, did you think that Fenris was going to die when he broke the blood oath or what were yeah. your thoughts? Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I mean, I didn't look up any like spoilers. I do. I saw, I, just, I did see this TikTok and it was like all of kingdom of Ash and it was like Aelin and she's like, blink, blink 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 and then it was like a wolf and it was like blink 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 and then it like went back to Aelin and she's like blink blink and it was like all of kingdom of ash and that was like the the like yeah like the, the, the caption the real or the thing and it was just like them blinking at each other I thought it was funny but also yeah, like, sad at the same time so true which I didn't understand at the time and then I read it and I was like ah but I thought he was gonna die like I yeah. didn't expect him to live um I just felt was, like in my like heart of hearts uh, I was like there's no way that like we went through this whole thing together and he's going to be the one, like, we always have to have like a token person that dies. Like, obviously yeah. there's got to be a big person that dies, but I, I was like, there's no way it's him. It's too early in the book for this kind of turmoil. That's yeah. how I felt. I was, I was heartbroken for him because he was like ready to die too. Like he didn't, yeah. he was like, I'm going to go out, like taking care of like doing the right thing. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just like, Oh, it's so like, t-. and then, you know, you hear, he's like, yelps, whatever. And it's like, Oh no. And then, you know, you're like, cheering her on to get out of there and she's like tearing ass through the the camp with a mask on and they're like you know her shackled hands and I was just like oh my god and then um she like runs into everyone like runs into like Lorcan and and Gavriel and Elite and they like you know take off with her or whatever and then Rowan like finds them in the tent and like obviously you know I think Gabriel takes um Fenris or something like that and yeah it was just like oh and then and then Rowan just like straight up like just whips the fire out of Kane no he just skins him alive and I'm like oh dang like all right he's like he's like I don't have a lot of time to torture you but I told you if you laid a hand on her, I'd skin you alive. Or if someone laid a hand on her, I'd skin them alive. So I'm keeping my promise. And I was like, oh man, that's serious act of service, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was shook. And like, I I felt like this part when they were um, in the woods, that scene broke my heart. I think the most. Take it off. Yeah. She's like screaming. I was just like. You, I could see that in my head when I was reading. It. I was like, I could see that scene. They're in the grass. She's on her knees. She's wearing like a slip. Elite is like distraught because she cares so much about this person. And like, you know, Rowan's not even here yet. Or he was like on his way walking over and she's just like, take it off, take it off. And it's like, oh my gosh, you could, I could like feel that in my like soul when that scene happened. And you're like, 
I, the ward mark. So I didn't anticipate that that was how they were going to get it off. I thought that she was just going to have to wear it for a while. So I liked that we were able to get the mask and the shackles off like really quickly and they used the ward marks. And it was like, that was so beautiful. It felt very Harry Potter and the half blood prince when he tries to use water spell and like couldn't and whatever. And that was like, and that's like heartbreaking. Like that's a really heartbreaking scene. That's what it reminded me of. It really reminded me of Dumbledore on the Island, like water, water, water. And she's like, take it off, take it. And I was like, oh my God. And that one like gives you chills, you know? And it's like that that's what it felt like to me. I just, just did a lot of screaming, but that's how I yeah, felt. <laughs> it was, it was heartbreaking. And then obviously like Fenris is there and she like goes out and they're just, oh, their relationship, this whole book is just so, I love them so much. I just love them so much. And she just like saves his life. She gives him the blood oath or she, he like takes the blood oath and saves his life. And he, and then she like, she like envelopes them in like a protective fire and it's just like oh it's just like oh he's like her emotional support wolf and it's just like I love them so much I can't I see that was why I felt like he wasn't gonna die because I was like there's no way it's like too early on in the book and he was like too existential for I feel like Aelin and her healing process and I was, I mean, I was just like hoping for his character that he was going to stick around because she was going to need him. You know what I mean? And, and going forward. And like, we've said this before, like she writes, she does a really good job about writing about mental health. And I think sometimes we get a lot of these books and like in general people, you know, like, I know that a lot of people struggle with this and like you and I do too. Like we struggle with mental health and it's like, it's always important to remember, like you're not alone. And I love that she didn't take away the one person who really understood like what she went through and Aelin didn't have to go through this alone. And like, you know, she always had Rowan, but Rowan was never really going to understand. And Fenris did. And so I, I, that scene like gave me chills. I loved going forward, you know, the two of them and their like journey and how he was like at her side and they walked through the forest and in a ring of fire. And it was just the two of them. And like yeah. when they meet the little folk, oh my gosh. And you're like, I also, ugh, I love folk. how Rowan doesn't force her. Like Rowan yeah. wants with, you know, that he wants with every ounce of his being to be able to just like hold her and make it right and fix it but he can't and he yeah. knows he can't and he knows he has to like respect that boundary and she has to come to him and that Fenris is going to be a part of that and that there's no like it, there was no like second guessing on that and he was just like I know what she needs and I know what I despite every instinct of mine wanting to like just take her away and shield her from everything I can't because I can't be that person for her right now I just need to be here when she needs me and I was just like oh like it just seriously like just oh I love it so much and I just like yeah when they go and see like the little folk and stuff like that I love them as characters like I I love them too they remind me of the Goonies like that's how I saw them (laughs) and I just thought that was so good and the parts where you know they go into the trove and all of that and like that they acknowledge her as like their queen and that was another kind of like did, did you see that coming? No, I did. So I, I thought this was an Easter egg of what was happening in, um, queen of Sha- no empire of storms when empire yeah. of storms, when they were leaving the things, I was like, I have a feeling that the stag, like the, the, the stag was yeah. like part of the little folk and that he like recognized her as like Brandon's heir and the queen. Yeah. So I had a feeling that she, that, that she was royalty to them in some way, or like yeah. was one of their people because they're like the forest fae. So mm-hmm. I had a feeling that they were going to be involved in like either show allegiance or, or like 
she was their queen or something like yeah. that. Like I had a feeling that she was going to be royalty to them yeah. just in how they helped her in empire of storms. And then when they showed back up, I was like, okay, so here's where they're going to like, mm-hmm. like get her to safety type of thing. Yeah. So I love that scene though. Ugh, like I love so that good. entire yeah. section of the book where they're like in the catacombs and swimming around in like a little boat. Those and- giant eels. Like I just like, and they, and it's also so smart for her to like go into the, you know, she's obviously working through this and, and Rowan is a presence. He's there, he's next to her, but he's not put again, he's not pushing her. He's not pushing her to heal faster. And you know, that, you know what he wants. He's like, he knows, even though it's ripping him to shreds, you know, he respects that. And, you know, they talk a little bit and then you get this, uh, how did you feel about this confessional from Lorcan on, you know, she's like, you were, they had this argument and she's like, you were crawling to Maeve, like a, like a dog. Like you were just like, like she was just, he's like, I wasn't crawling to Maeve. I was trying to save Aelin. Like I wasn't trying, to, I was trying to save Aelin. This had nothing to do with Maeve. I like and I was kind shit. of like, huh, you think he's full of shit? I think uh, it was yeah. full of shit. I was like, I... no way. Shut up. Because this is my <laughs> thought. Is like, we, we said this before, but Gabriel was so heavily affected by this. And so was Lorcan, obviously. But I was like, for someone who disdained her, like with uh, of every fiber of his being, like hated this woman, was still like in pain and sad and like anguished at like cutting his blood oath. How was it that Lorcan, who was like doing this for the good of Maeve, called her to begin with, ha- had like so believed in her, would have been like, so, would have been in the middle of all this like anguish that him and Gabriel were feeling had had like it the spirit in him to like go towards Aelin and say I'm sorry because you guys had already had this like telepathic conversation where like she knew the that you had done guilt. it the power of guilt man I, think I honestly shit. think it was uh, the power of guilt man he just felt so guilty and he knew that she was gonna get taken and Maeve was gonna just be a piece of dirt and so I don't know I I believed it but it was also like I again I like that she's like Elite is kind of warming up to Lorcan, but she's not, she's like, I, you know, you did what you did. Like, there's no changing that, you know, and we're in this position because of what you did. And so, you know, she's basically making him atone for his sins, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, they have this conversation and I love how Gavriel is that buffer between them. And again, he's kind of that like dad figure that's just like, kids knock it off like you know and I just I loved that's it so funny that's but so true like, but like he's like don't make me come back there and like you know like that was very just like <laughs> I don't know and so you know there there's this kind of tension between Alid and Lorcan and then Gabriel's in the middle of it so that's kind of weird and then Fenris is kind of on his own with he's like hanging out with Aelin and Rowan and then she they're talking about all these like creatures that are within this like these like dark places in the world and um she like tells them to stop and they're like the eels like stop you know and she like gets off into this little cove and like gets is like we need like money to fund our trip basically and so and they're like (laughs) and I love how 
I think it was either Gabrielle Lorcan. They're like, you don't think this is like bad luck? Because like the, the spirit, they're like, she's like, they're not going to need it. They're dead. Like, <laughs> I know I was cracking up. I was like, what a funny line. And that, that, that they're all like, yeah, like, look at her scheming even when, like, you yeah. know what I mean? She's gone through so- some serious stuff and she's still like, yeah, we need money. You know, like yep. it was just, yeah, I love that line. And it was like so snarky. And Aylin's like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm a mess, but like, we're poor. And yeah. I was just like, she's like, do you have any money to get back? Yeah. No, didn't think so. So, you know, and they're like, you know, pile all this money and it just, ugh. and then she gets the rings and she gives, you know, did, did you think that, <sighs> did you expect that to happen? Like I wasn't anticipating her. I wasn't anticipating okay. it to happen so fast. But I thought that was so beautiful. Like her finding the yeah. rings and like giving it to him. And I was just like, I love that her, like, symbolism in it. Ugh, her recognition of like, you're my mate. And yeah. I love you and I want to stay with you and we're married and everything is, it's going to be, it's, you know, it may not be okay, but I recognize you. And that yeah. was like, it made me so happy because you know that Rowan is just like, waiting just for that. Being, yeah, he's being ripped to shreds because he can't do anything. Like he can't, you know, he, uh, but like, I can't even imagine that kind of like someone that you love so deeply and that you care about so much going through a situation like that, like, and you can't, there's nothing you can do. Like that is the most, that is the most terrible form of helplessness ever. Like I just, yeah. that is, I like just, oh, like I, it's the worst feeling in the world. And for that to happen for him, you know, he's just being just ripped apart and for her to recognize that and to know I'm, I, it's gonna, it's gonna take time. I'm not there. It's going to be a while, but I recognize that you're my mate and I love you. And, you know, I still want this to be a thing. And I was just like. (laughs) Some random thoughts or questions, I guess, for the group about the world building. So this already happened, but they're in the cavern and she's like, my power needs to be released. I don't know if I like this style of like magic like the rules of magic if I think for this whole series like the settling the keeping your power hidden hitting burnout the you know like having to like reel it in and releasing it at certain points I don't know if that like added anything to the story I understand it for like the very ending and what happened you know obviously when they're fighting at Kale's um home and all that kind of stuff but like I think there was bits and pieces of that that like really annoyed me it's like if they're powerful why can't they just be powerful did that kind of irritate you at any point or is I am I just like being irrational um yeah a little bit but I kind of understand where it's like where it comes from is like everything has a balance you know what I mean that creatures can't be too powerful that there's this is maybe me just watching the vampire diaries too much but like you know all the witches are talking about yeah magic has a price or there's a balance like you can't be too powerful without it having some sort of repercussion or you know consequence um and so you know she's slowly like releasing this power and everything like that because she has to because it's torture in itself like not being able to to you know yeah I just I don't know why it annoyed me like I was like yeah I get not like having a limit to your power but the like if you didn't release it you would like die thing was like I don't know if that it felt just a little weird to me and then all the conversations we had in the previous books about like whether or not she was going to settle and then the conversation there was like one sentence that was like, yeah, yeah, she'll settle. We've already known. And it's like, yeah. So why did you bring it up in the beginning? Like, I know that was like the drama and it was like the heightened factor of it, yeah. but I don't know. It just was like, it was really anticlimactic. It, yeah. It was, that's what <laughs> yeah. it was. It was so anticlimactic. And I was like, okay, so she's going to settle. But we spent this whole time, like talking about how her and Rowan may only live like 
50 or so years together or something like that. Like, I don't know those pieces of it, like the actual building of the world was like, you felt like there, I don't know. It it kind of took away from their relationship for me. It was like, wow, there was this like edge of it being where they would only maybe have like 50 years together or whatever. And Rowan was going to have to live his life like alone again, just like he has been for the last 200 years, like without his mate or what have you, or I don't know, has it been that long, 250 years or something like a long time. And it's like, but then they were like, oh yeah, she's going to settle. And you're like, yeah, obviously she's going to settle. It's going to be like a happily ever after. So I don't know why we yeah. brought up in the first place. It pissed me off. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like so annoyed by that. And then they're like, oh, if she gets a burnout, she'll die. And I was like, can we stop dying? Like, can we stop being there? Like, yeah. I'm just, oh, yeah. It was... Maybe I'm just crazy, but I just yeah. felt like so bad for Rowan. Cause you're like, she's at, like about to burn out or she has the potential of burning out much faster than you. And she might not settle and she's going to die. If, if, like, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, rip your heart out. Poor Rowan. Yeah. It was, that was brutal. So, you know, they get this money and they're on their merry little way and they go to the sea and they get on a boat. So that's kind of their whole process is, you know, they get on this boat and she's like, I need to train. I have to train. I have to train now. So she's in this mindset of like, okay, I need to get prepared. I need to train. She needs, she's basically a distraction. She doesn't want to think about any of it, you know, which I mean, say I would not no like nobody blames you no like zero blame or anything you know so um basically they're on this three-week journey back to back to to Tesseran or yeah Tesseran Tesseran whatever Tesseract I always do that I always do that I'm always like Tesseran Tesseran sect (laughs) so they're they're headed back to Tesseran to you know help and um that's kind of where they're kind of pov get that whole intense situation yeah ends. and so and then we're back with kale and irene where okay like we love aiden and lysandra but literally the entire book until the very end is just them fighting so yeah. there's not really much until we get towards the end i would like to, to say aiden and lysandra your rant at the end of empire storms that episode where you were like this will never work because she doesn't have any firepower and like people are going to know her and blah 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 it comes out so early in this. so fast and literally it was like so the funny. first few chapters yeah i was like cackling because i was like kirsten's so right and like it, it logistically made no sense and the no. fact that they thought they could get away with it at all is just hilarious to me but like i, I was just laughing so hard because i was like kirsten totally called this where it's like yep. it makes no sense like so aelin's just gone off on like secret miss- missions and things and like I, I don't know. I just thought it was, a, it, it makes sense as a plot line because you don't want to like lose faith. And obviously what yeah. happened when they're in the battle and like Aelin's not there and everyone's <sighs> running and she turns herself into Aelin and that part was heartbreaking. And obviously her fight with like Aiden, where he, he basically calls her a monster and like never can talk to her. I still love Aiden. I love Aiden, but I felt for him though. Like I was crushed. Yeah. I was crushed to my core. And like, I get for Lysander's him. loyalty, yeah. but like if he was a girl and he had said those things, I think people would be more forgiving, which is shitty mm-hmm. to say because of just the way that society is. But I think everything he said to her was justified except for like, you know, obviously calling her a whore and all that stuff. Right. The, that wasn't yeah. okay. But him that saying was, like- That crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. That like last one. But him saying like, you betrayed me. You broke my heart. I was like here for you. All those things. Like, I think that was totally justified. Yeah. And him being pissed at her and her being pissed at him. Like no- nothing about that was healthy. But like, I think if he was a girl and that had happened- more people would forgive him for the way that yeah. he acted. And that yeah, sucks. I but like, I-, I felt that I was like, I felt that betrayal, like in my core. Yeah. I mean, the one that you're like, I'm going to like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I love this person. I trust them wholly with everything and that betrayal. And, uh, I just, it broke my heart for him. I felt so bad for him because he's, 
you know, not that Lysandra is not out there fighting and stuff, but he's losing people that he, like his men, his, I mean, being demolished, like just beaten down by all of this. And then still on top of this, having to pretend that Aelin's around and making up these excuses for Aelin and her not being there. And, you know, for her not, not showing her power and da 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 da. And it's just like, but I did love where he like saves her and she's like, Oh, so, you know, this is after he like kicks her out in the snow and is an asshole. Like after he crosses the line, like he like crossed the line, like definitely crossed the line. Yeah, that was so, not good. I love how she just calls him. She's like, Oh, so you re- when you realized I was going to die, you're, you're okay. Now you forgive me now. Like you're okay with everything now. Then you realized I was going to fucking die. But you know, before I was just a fucking whore. You're going to kick out in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn get him with sandra like you fucking tell him like i was i love that like i love that she was like cold no punches and she's like yeah. no Again, and i think with the she, she would have been a great male character too because sandra yeah. has like great banter and she's so secure in herself and it's like it's beautiful to see her as like this strong female lead yeah. but like i think if their roles were reversed I think, I just think if their roles were reversed, like he would have gotten a little more grace, but it's better this way because I think you get to finally see what it's like as a woman to feel that betrayal and see like how, okay. So like men do have emotions and like all that kind of stuff and see, but then look how they treat you. You know what I mean? And you're like, look what happens. And I, I'm glad that she didn't pull any punches and just let him get away with it and being like, no, I'm sorry. I take you back. And she's like, no, like you treat me like crap. We're moving on. And that's that. But like, I'll never speak to you again. Bye. And I was like, okay. Like, it's very was... like a lead Lorcan where she's yeah. like, she, and she doesn't, it's another one. Like, I love how Sarah writes it that they don't forgive them immediately. No. Like, they don't, they're not like, oh, it's okay, I'm fine. Like, nobody got hurt. Like, it's okay, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. And it's like, no, it's yeah. not fine. That's <laughs> the whole premise of it. It's not fine. Right. And the fact that these women stand up for themselves and say, no, they draw that line Ugh. in the sand and say, no it's not fine. It's not okay. Like the way you treated me, the way you spoke to me and God, you know, obviously these (laughs) men and males like respect these women, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, extent, there's certain, some things where they do. And I'm like, clearly you have zero respect, but it's fine. Um, you know, but they respect these women and they respect their choices and they, they come to be more respectful of those choices and who they are and know that they're strong strong women, strong characters, and they can take care of themselves. And the sad reality of it is that if, if women spoke that way to men all the time, it would be a dangerous world. It's kind of refreshing to see like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I wish that I had had these when I was this, when yeah. I was this age. Like, I think you and I are really confident people and like we were raised well, but it's like, if I was insecure in myself, I would have loved to have, and I'm glad that this is kind of a younger adult novel that you can recommend to people who are younger because if I was 16 and I read this, I would be like, I can do anything. You know what I mean? Like there are powerful yeah. people out there and you know, there are powerful women and obviously, you know, everything you're saying is true. And it's like, if I was incompetent, this is the book to read. Like, this is a great yeah. book. If I was young and unconfident and like wanted to feel that, that, that that's a possibility, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love it. I love, I mean, I, Sarah's great. I, I think w- we're a generation that's blessed to still be kind of like aging with her writing yeah. and being able to experiencing it at like a right time. But I think this is a great series for people who are anywhere between like 16 and, you know, up, I think yeah. it's really good. And it's, it was just, yeah, I love Lysandra. Yeah. I think she's such a wonderful character Yeah, all the way through the book consistently. And, you know, you feel for her and everything she goes through. And I love Aiden's internal monologue, especially yeah. 
in empire storms, obviously not in this one, he sucks, but like his internal monologue of like, I don't want to kiss her. I don't want to touch her. I don't want to do anything. She doesn't want me to do. And even at the end of this, he's like, I'll marry you. But like, only if it's your choice. And it's like, Oh, beautiful. Sorry. That was a spoiler for way, way ahead. But like, yeah, you know, their relationship is obviously there's some turmoil, but it's, it's, it's so good and, and it's all real. Things, yeah. It's so real. And like the choice he lets her make and stuff. And I, love I mean, that. maybe not like in a battle and everything like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but the fights, the, you know, her standing up for himself and then yeah. having that communication back and forth. And like, it's, it's real. Like right. this is something that ha- it's not just, you know, rainbows and flowers and everyone's just always like- happy. Like it's hard work relationships yeah, and are hard work. I think theirs is the most realistic. Like I love Rowan yeah. and Aylin. I think they're a good relationship, but I think Rowan is so dedicated to her. And like Aylin is so dedicated yeah. to him and they, they've already worked through their flaws prior to being in a relationship that like, yeah, theirs is a little l- less realistic and same with Elite and Lorcan. I think that they go through a different like turmoil themselves, but like, I think Aylin, yeah. Aylin sorry, Aiden and Lysander's relationship is the most like realistic. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about when Knox showed up? I was sweating. I was sweating. I was, I was like, so... oh, he figured it out. <laughs> oh, like, oh. Figure it out quick. And he did. He figured it. He's like immediately. He fig- but I love that he didn't like say anything. Yeah. But like he figured it out real quick. He's like, so where's Aylin? Like, but he's so smart. Like, you yeah. know, that from like Throne of Glass, he's just so smart. And like, I mean, he, he like took off and was, you know, and then you find out he's supposed to be a spy. Like he was actually a spy for the rebellion in the, in the, this competition. And I was just like, mind blown but like I, I was him I really would have liked to see more from Knox though I really like I really would have liked to see a lot more Knox because he was just he was such a great character but I did love that they tied him in yeah. um and so you did know you think I think he I, was gonna figure it out pretty quick were you like oh I was yeah sweating it. I was like oh no, no, he's no. Tell I was like he's <laughs> gonna know immediately he's gonna know like it's like immediately he's gonna freaking know yeah. it's like if you <laughs> Like I was like, if you have friends that are twins and you know one twin but you don't know the other, and you like walk up to one and you're like, oh hey, so and so, and they're like, I don't know you. It's like, oh yeah, you're not that person. (laughs) Wrong one. You know what? You can just tell. But like, I don't know. It's it's uh, it was yeah. I was I was not shocked when he like found out. I knew he was gonna. I knew he was gonna pick up on that immediately. But um, I really liked him though. I'm glad that we brought him back. I think this was a good one you know, they say the theory of like writing in a circle. And I think Sarah does a really good job with this series, like kind of writing in a circle. It's like what happens at the end happens at the beginning and like vice versa. And you go all the way through like the rings of a tree, I think is, um, Danielle said that to us. And I I think that's so true with this one because you really tie in with like, especially assassin's blade and this one and everybody comes back in. And I loved that. What are your, so let's kind of like switch back or fast forward or move to like Manon and Dorian and their point of view. I, I love them more than any other characters in this entire book. Like as an entity, Manon is my favorite, but I love the two of them together. Yeah. I love them. I think they're so fun. They're just, their relationship is so intense um, on a whole nother level. Um, You know, you get their, they were searching for the word keys and then they decided that that was the folly. And so now they're searching for the Crokin, Crochin, Crochin. The witches, the other witches, um, the other witches. Um, so, and they find them. Right. And so they find these witches and basically it's Manon trying to figure out how to win them over. Really? I mean, it's, it's kind of, it was, it was intense. And how did you feel about the spider? Like 
this whole like spider spying on them and then the shape-shifting moment and so, all of this. Yeah, I have some thoughts. First of all, I had a really hard time imagining the hearth situation with the eternal flame and how there was like seven hearths. So I had a really hard time with that. I love the idea of this, of her like other grandmother. Like, I guess she was her great grandmother, but like this other yeah. grandmother figure that was like maternal and was like, I want you to be a badass woman. And I want the you to opposite be- opposite of yeah. her grandmother. But yeah. like the, it was just like, she was still like tough on her and was like, these are the things you're going to have to do. But like, I want all the women in my life to be great. And I want all of them to be powerful. And it's like, wow, that was so contractual, like contrasting. And the spider was weird to me. So I loved that she brought it in and was like, okay, so this is a spider that took Fairy? whatever his name is. <laughs> the other guy, shapeshifter the shapeshifters that Lysander's like uncle yeah like, like took Lysander's uncle's thing and we were like okay so I'm glad that we finally saw her because I knew she was gonna come back in but I thought it was a little weird that they like turned her into a girl so that she didn't have to be a spider and the talking thing to me was just I I wasn't having it like I, the idea of a bug speaking to me I was out I was like I'm not I ah, it. <laughs> I'm ill I understand the concept of Dorian's power doing whatever. It's Sorry, I didn't the bug thing. When you, oh yeah, this is just funny. You called me when your power went out and you're like, I had the windows open and the bug flew in there oh, and it was just done. Bless. And I was reading this book too and the bug flew on me and I, I was out so, I was quick as a light. I was like, well, I guess we're not reading in this room anymore. Gotta go, bye. Shutting the doors. It was so hot. It was like 98 degrees in my house. And it's so humid. Like we had a huge rainstorm and that's why I don't power. So it's like humid. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna open a window. It's like fine. And I only had like a little light. So I was like, the bugs won't come in. A beetle flew on my face. I swear to God, guys, I jumped up so fast. I almost broke my ankle. Like I and it was right, it was around one of these spider scenes too. And I was like, "Ah!" so I am a sane person. I um I just have a she hates bugs. Yeah, I have like a heart, like it makes me sweat to think about bugs just in general it like gives me hives like heart palpitations so reading the scene I was like and I just imagined her like when she turned into a person having like eight eyes no I imagined her having like many an eye I was like she's got like I know she didn't but I just imagined them being like all her eye like she had two big creepy eyes and then her other ones were like closed and then if you like looked in the wrong light she would open and there'd have been like 17 but like obviously that wasn't written in there but that's how I felt it was so weird so I understand the concept of Dorian's like raw power and how it can do whatever, but basically thus far, all it's done is like ice and wind. So I didn't really love the idea of like the shape shifting. I thought it was cool when it happened. I was like, okay, he could turn into a Raven. Uh, good for you. But I kind of hated it. I'm not going to lie. I was Same. so annoyed that that's where Dorian's Same. character went. Cause he's so powerful, but he's like the most like feeble, like meek meh character there is that has power. I know. And what then he has thoughts? like unlimited, like, okay, Aelin's power is fire and Rowan's is ice and Lorcan's is like death. But like Dorian's is like everything, but he like doesn't do anything. Like I like until this book, yeah, he has literally accomplished absolutely nothing. Like he has literally I I love Dorian. Don't get me wrong. I do. I really love Dorian. His story's great. But up until the like second half of this book, he's accomplished. Jack. Well, and this feels very Harry Potter. Neville Longbottom versus Harry Potter. Like, Aelin's the chosen one, but it also could have been Neville. And that's how I felt about Dorian. It's like, he was like, oh, I'm willing to self-sacrifice. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. Please do. Like, I mean, no, please do. But like, please do. Like, we're okay with like letting you go. Like, nobody's really that attached to you. Like, bless you, Dorian. You're a yeah. champion. And like, Manon will be sad, but like, we'd be okay. Like, nobody would be crushed <laughs> if you were the one that like, just <laughs> sacrificed yourself, which 
I know this is really far down the road, but like, I, I hate this book for what happened in that scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Oh yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't have been upset had he like been the one to die. And I liked, yeah. I liked him as like a field mouse and a roach and whatever yeah. he was. And like a bird <laughs> when bugs. he was inside Morath. Like I liked that. How concept. did you feel about that with Maeve? I was not <laughs> okay. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I saw them really getting married. Like I saw him being like, yeah, I'll marry you. And like, this will happen. And, and that's whatever. And we'll figure it out later. Like we'll fill, figure out a way to kill Maeve later. Obviously but I saw them going through with it. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. And I was like, Aelin's I knew it was her. Him. Aelin's never going to forgive no. him. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, Aelin would never forgive him if he had gone. To- no one would have forgiven yeah. him. Like, no one would have. Oh, like. What did you? So, I don't. This is the one thing. I love Manon and Dorian, but I don't like that she never really confesses her love for him or, like, never really says anything. She's like, You can yeah. have my kingdom. And he's like, well, What does that mean? And she's like, You could be my king. And she's, and he's like, Okay, but what does that mean? And she's just like, yeah. I just walked away and I'm like, damn it. How do you <laughs> like him? Come on, Manon. It's yeah, like those hard. like really, those moments like really made me mad. Cause I'm like, oh, you see her character development, the person she went from like ripping hearts out of men to being like this person who's leading an entire race now at this point, yeah. like race. And it's just like her development is so great. But all, I mean, this is just me like wanting the romance, but like, I just wanted them to like fall in love and like yep. welcome into the sunset together. And I was just like, so pissed that that never happened. And yeah. then I was like, oh my God, he's going to marry her and like piss off Manon and Manon will be coming here and like ripping her heart out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That whole storyline was crazy. And the room with the word collars was sketch, but what really threw me off, I wasn't expecting it to be the same as, um, calcine bar where it was in another girl's arm the word key like that one really threw me for a loop what were your thoughts there and then she's just like just kill me just kill me and I was like oh my god like that was uh, rip your heart out like and I wasn't expecting it at all I was like so he just picked another girl and this guy's a creep and I loved Maeve I loved Maeve in these scenes I think she was really vindictive and like her changing the outfits and like going to him and he's like that's my brother and I was like okay shut up you're such a creep like I, I don't know. I loved that. That was what was happened though. And that he didn't like let her in the room and all of that. Did you think when she tricked Dorian that he was going to be enslaved again? Or was that a shock to you when he was like, suck a MC, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little shocked. I wasn't shocked that she, I was not shocked that she betrayed him. I mean, it's Maeve. Come on. It's like, it's very like Loki-esque where like in Ragnarok where he's like, oh, you've become so predictable. And the fact that you betray me all the time. Um, that's like, that was how I felt. But like, I was shocked when Dorian was like, ha, joke's on you. Like he was, I, <laughs> I loved that. And it was just like, I was like, oh, thank God. Aelin's not going to kill him. Like I, because you know, if he had actually gone through with it, Aelin would have killed him. Like there would have been no, like, that would have been yes okay like what Lorcan get what Lorcan did was a betrayal but if Dorian had married Maeve after what she did to Aelin would have been and he knew he he's not stupid he knew what happened he knows that she tortured her like if he had married Maeve that would have been the ultimate betrayal of the entire series yeah I I felt like that I, I don't know. I was shocked that that was how that went down because I knew that maybe was going to betray him, but I felt like they were going to accidentally end up married at some point. And then, and, I, and just be like, oopsies, we got to get out of this one. But 
I, I really liked how Dorian was like, listen, I know you think you were crafty, but like I am. And I was like, wow, that was really surprising to come out of him. You know what I mean? Again, like he was completely useless up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. Also, I took away the, your ability to like hop realms. See you later. Bye. And I was like, dang. <laughs> Sucks to suck. And then he's flapping away with the other wyvern. Like, yeah, I was shooketh. So there's those two. Then we go to Kale. Oh, Kale and will... Irene. And what a, a vibe. <laughs> I will say okay. this. <laughs> so when I read, so, you know, you, they get to wherever, I, Ariel, and I don't know how to say, Kale's kingdom. They get to Kale's, like, kingdom and, um, or, like, realm or whatever. And, um, you know, they're getting everything together. The armies are starting to show up. Like, the rucks are there. Um, they're getting prepared for the army. And it's, like, so sad, too, because it's, like, they're, like, oh, no, we'll be fine. This castle's fine. It'll, it's sturdy. And they get there, and it's, like, crumbling and, like, falling apart. I'm, like, oh, that's bad. That's not good. Like, and so um, that was rough. Um, it's felt very Game of Thrones to me with yes the, the Red Wedding, whoever yes. that guy is. I forgot his name, but it felt the same as that. Like, they have tons of money, but they don't want to spend it. And, yep. like, he doesn't care about his people, and he's just creepy. Yep. Yep, that's how I felt. Yep. And then um, Irene's trying to get everything like set up with all the healers and make sure everything is like safe and like the people are safe. And she's like counting and recounting everything. And she's like freaking out basically. And like Kale is worried about her too, obviously. And then all of a sudden you get this moment. She's like, and I put my hand on my stomach and and I know there was a baby in there. And I was like, Pot is rolling her eyes for Jesus right now. Like she... She is not okay with this. I remember as as soon as I, as soon as I read that scene, I took a picture of it and I said to Kirsten, I was like, you're kidding. This is a joke. And she was like, I knew you were going to say that. It it was fine. It turned out fine because it wasn't a huge deal in all of this. I think all they wanted to do was just prove that I, this was a moment where they were showing the limitations of power. They wanted to say like, Irene isn't all powerful. She can't be now definitely because she's pregnant. And that was what that was. But I was like, oh my God, if we have a baby in the middle of a battle scene, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. But thankfully this whole thing took place over one whole week. So there was no baby, yeah. but <laughs> I hate his father. Yeah. He sucks, but oh, I really terrible. did. I didn't like the part where, you know, they're getting ready for the battle or whatever. And Aelin and all them go down into like the basement or whatever and yeah. start like sifting through all the like precious things. I was like, that was kind of a dick move. Like, I didn't really love that. I was like, yeah. oh. This yeah, is like all the like, yep, the, the like, like rare and precious artifacts, and they were yeah. like, "Here's it's Kale's dad," and I was like, "Yeah, but it's still Kale's house." Like, that's yeah, weird. it's still. I mean, technically, it's Kale's stuff, so like, maybe don't do that. Like, it was, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, and it, it's it's kind of funny because they just like show up. They're like, "Hey, what's up? Like, here to help. Like, here to save the day, you know." And it's like, you know, it's Lorcan I- and Elite and Gavriel and Rowan and. Aelin and so um yeah it was definitely intense question mm-hmm. obviously Lorcan takes the blood oath on the ship and she doesn't yeah. offer it to Gabriel did that preclude anything for you that he didn't offer it or did were you just like oh well it's obviously because she wants to give it to Aiden first I didn't really think too much about it um when she was like oh I when she like when Rowan asked or when he asked Rowan it made sense I was like oh, okay like that makes sense that like they want but like, I was confused by like a lead being like why didn't you ask me and it's like 
Because you're not a fairy? I don't know. Yeah, because... But I also did like her reasoning. She's like, I don't want that undue influence. Like, it doesn't... Like, I don't want people to question, like, your you know you being dedication able to, to me yeah your yeah. or your dedication to your realm like right. I don't want you to I don't want you to be swayed in any way because of the blood oath and so and I really love that but like um yeah it was it was intense but um you know they get there and they're preparing for battle you know and um you know they're getting all ready and dressed up and everything and how did you feel about this whole like battle scene I thought this, this scene was played out really well. I thought yeah. that you could read it really well. I had an inkling when Lorcan was like, I let down my shields and I just like slashed and bashed. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. And I, this was a time where I felt like someone big could have died. Yeah. The cadre. Yeah. Someone from there, Aiden, Lysander. I felt like this was, this was a point in the book where I thought someone could have died. Yeah. And I thought it was Lorcan. I was convinced, but this was probably my favorite scene in the entire book for being honest. I loved it. And it broke my heart though. When, you know, she's like the battle's like over, right. You know, so they're basically going through everything and the, you know, the rucks are there and Hussars like soldiers are there and they're fighting kind of on two fronts and, um, Aelin comes in and then they just kind of like squished together I would say it was kind of weird but anyways you know and so they're all fighting and everything and um they these like creatures the evil little creature things are like taking out the dam so basically so they take when they were talking about that originally they were like oh we should just like let the dam go and it'll but it'll destroy half the city and like might come into keep I did you have a feeling that I was going to come into play later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling I was like, oh, that's some foreshadowing. Yeah, like gonna something's going to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Sus. this felt very, very two powers, Lord of the Rings. With the yeah, dam. I was like, like, oh no, um, the trees, the dam. Yeah, and so uh, or the ants, and so yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, and so you know, obviously, um, Nesrin and Sartak go up there. Basically, the battle's kind of over. They're doing it because they're you know kind of a last ditch effort they don't care about their forces they're just trying to wipe them out and so and it broke my heart because it leads like where's Lorcan where's Lorcan and nobody knows where he is like no one cares and it broke my heart I was like oh Jesus oh no and Lorcan knows Lorcan knows no one cares like he's not he has no yeah he has no like he doesn't yeah he has no like yeah he knows fantasies that like yeah he has no fantasies that anyone gives a shit about him and so like and then a lead is just like where is he where where is he like where and she's like panicking and because obviously right before this she's like i hope you die in battle and i'm like well there's fucking foreshadowing for you and so she you know he's basically yeah is basically dead and so she I thought he was dead, dead. I thought he jumps was, on was Kale's goner. horse. He jumps on Kale's horse, butterfly. And, you know, they. I love this part, though. Like when they were talking about how his horse, the like name of hers that she was Hellas's horse. Yeah. And I was like, what? This felt like it was very like Hades and Persephone to me. I think that yeah. that's how I kind of imagine their relationship as yeah. far as like the gods and that he was her, like she was his consort and stuff. And yep. I was like, this was so poetic in how yeah. all of this went down that she's riding like his that. horse out into battle and like jumping over people on that horse was so fierce. And you're like, this, it was so good. And it, it gives intense. you like chills. She I, finds him I in a saw, pile. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, and she like finds him in this pile of Vogue? creature dead Vogue, and then she like basically hauls him out. And I thought she broke her leg when she like helped him. She's like, I felt something snap, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like, did too. You know, I thought she broke her leg, and that was gonna be a thing. But you know, she gets on there, and they get on this horse, and they're like flying like as fast as possible back and it's just I I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've seen any fan art for this scene but it is epic like it's like you see this like wall there's like this person who did fan art of it and it's like this wall of water and this like big ass black horse and Lorcan and Alid just like running back and it's just it's so good but um yeah and so this whole scene is just so intense because you're just like oh and then Aelin's on the wall, like, what should I do? What should I do? Like, making up her mind whether or not she should help them or not. And it was just like, oh my God. And so you get this, it's so intense because you're just like clutching the book, like white knuffling it, like, oh no. Well, and they're talking about really like bad. closing the gate and everything and yeah. all these other people like getting stuck out there and all this stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, like it was wild. Yeah. This was such a good scene. I have no words. So I liked good. I like that Aileen used her power for it. And I didn't like that. They kept referencing like, and now she can't kill Maeve. And it's like, now she can't kill Maeve. And I was like, I didn't like that. I love that. That was how she used her power. And that her and Rowan like got together and she stops the wall of water with fire, obviously. And but then what it turns she did with steam. the fire and that saved more lives than, you know, because Killing she Maeve. saved yep. Cashin's, she saved Cashin's army because it would have wiped out army. his army too. Yeah. And so like she saved Elite and Lorcan, but she also saved like, an entire army, like not even cautions, but also hussars. And so like, I, you know, and so, yeah, but this scene was also very epic though. Then just like hauling ass. This like, is probably my favorite scene in the entire so good. series. So if good. We're being honest. And he's like, I love you, Elite. I've always loved you. And da, 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 da. I'm so sorry for what I did. And he tries to like sacrifice himself. And she's like, no. And she like holds on to him. So like, if he goes down, Dead. she goes down. I was just like, oh, like my heart was just like, <laughs> I couldn't even, I was like, I, I, I was dying. I was like, this is such a good, oh gosh. I just love it so much. It was so epic. I love the two of them. If we're being like, I don't like to love Fork and he's kind of boring, but I like the two of them together. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, they're going to be together forever. Yeah. It's, so it's pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, I, so then we kind of get to Aelin marching and trudging forward. So I guess we missed this part. This was the only part. Okay. This wasn't the only part, but this was like one of the, this was the part where I was the closest to potential tears when Irene and Aylin meet for the first time. Oh yeah. Like meet back up. That part yeah. was so emotional. I'm like, I got like chills reading it. And I like, there was a little bit, a little bit of conversation in the eye area. I was like, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> Misty. Yeah. Did you, were you, was that like an emotional scene for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was the most emotional for me, not even close, yeah, but definitely not. I, it was definitely, it might have been for me. I don't know. I just thought it was like so good. I was it was, like, it was so good though. It was just so just like, oh, like it, it just came full circle. I mean, I just, I loved it so much and it was just so wonderful. And I love that Kale was like, if I hadn't met Aelin or, and he talks about, you know, if Aelin had it been who she was, then Irene would probably be dead and I would not be with her. And it would be, you know, you know, if Irene didn't do what she did in Skull's Bay, she wouldn't have been sent to Endovir and to the silent assassins and, you know, all these things. And so it was just like, and she wouldn't have ended up helping Irene. And it was just like all of these things that like culminate and come together and really come full circle, which was just 
oh, I loved it so much. And so, um, it was, it was really good. And I like, also, I like Kale and Aylin's, you know, reunion. And he's like, I basically, he's forgiven her and she knows that and he knows that and they're, it's good. And you know, she's like, you're walking moments ever. (laughs) So good. It was just so wholesome and so good. And I loved it. And so, yeah, but you know, you get all this and then, um, then I loved, oh my God, I love, so you go back to Manon. So Manon, Dorian is obviously in Morath and Manon is with their 13 or with the, the other Crochin wishes, witches and then with a the 13 and they're actually headed out to the waste. And then a witch flies in and she's like, Terrasan is called for aid. And I, this scene was so epic where she, they like, they like fly out into the night and get any and all witches and I loved how it was just described as like women were pulling brooms out of like hidden spaces and red cloaks and family members who had no idea they were living amongst witches and they were just like calling I was like oh I'm getting like teary-eyed now like yeah, that it was, was just so epic and I just loved it so much yeah that was so dramatic so what did you think about when they go to, um, talk to the yellow teeth and say, like, look at all the things that like my grandmother lied about and they fight the matrons. That was so intense. So they go out and I love, I love Petra. The matrons come to them. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying they, they went out to, um, whatever it's called with a P they went out to them when the matrons were gone and said like, Hey, you know, my, my grandmother lied to me and she lied to you guys. And then, um, Astrid is like, look, I've suffered. How many of you have suffered? And it's like, yeah. you could feel how many more of them had suffered from like their matrons and yeah. even the yellow legs matron or like the, um, black beak matron. And it's like, yeah, I was hoping that more of them had, I know that they came later on, but I was hoping that more of them would have come when she said that they called for aid. Yeah. Well, I loved that fight scene and with her oh. fighting the matron and taking the crown and so her good. grandmother. I just wish she would have killed her grandmother. Like, I wish that would have been a bigger yeah. part of it. Felt very game yeah. of Thrones season eight, Cersei dying to me. Yeah. I wanted a big epic death for her. I mean, her she, did, she did get a great death though. Like, but I wanted it to be like specific, you know, yeah. like we knew she was going to like, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be a big epic, like individual battle scene. That's but, true. um, I, I thought, I, thought I she liked was how she then. got taken out. Though. Yeah, I thought I loved how she got taken out. I, I, but I, I thought that was amazing. Team, and, but I, I don't know. I, I get that. There were a lot of the witches in that final battle scene. Obviously yeah. they have wyverns. So it's different than brooms. But it felt like there were so many Croatians, Croatians. I don't know how to say that, but it felt like there were so many of them compared to like the yellow legs and yeah. the, and the iron teeth clans. And still they were like, they were talking about how their numbers were like dwindling. So I was like, that was, I, I wish I would have just had like a better gauge of how many there were mm-hmm. on each side. I think because, it was a lot of secret too. I think a lot yeah. of them just because they were being hunted down. Like, well, no, I just meant like in the battle, I felt like they were oh, yeah. falling very quickly. And it's like, I wish I w- we would have had like a little bit more of the estimate of like the numbers and stuff Yeah, because it seems like they were thinning out rather fast. I loved how it was like battle above battle below. Like it was just like all battle out in the war yeah. like, everywhere. You know what I mean? And so it was just intense. And it, again, it felt, felt very Helm's deep with Sandra going through the little canal, yeah. you know, it was very, that's very reminiscent of that. And so um, you Did know, you like when she rode in on the stag, I guess we're kind of fast forwarding, but, oh yeah. I mean, everything I thought, is just, I love that again. It felt, it felt very, this is when the timeline kind of was like all fuckered up for me. And I was like, yeah. wait, hold on. And so, but I did love again, this felt very like, look to the East on the sunrise of the fifth day, like very, like, <laughs> 
very Helm's Deep, two towers, like this, this whole Riding it on like so, a white animal. <laughs> yeah, like, very. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's how, that's, that's so how funny. I felt. But I really love that. And so, you know, I, I thought that was awesome. How did you, you know, feel, you know, she's like, sitting there and, and they're like oh no like there's witches coming like what are we gonna do kind of a thing and then they're like so we're here to help like we're gonna help like there's like all these witches showing up and it's like the only thing I could think of is so bad though it's just like like it was very like like all these witches on brooms like like fly my pretties fly yeah that's what it definitely felt like the wizard of oz to me or i felt like i was in like sabrina the teenage witch the opening credits where it's like anime that's what it looked like to me in my head but i know it wasn't that obviously yeah i was i was shocked when the iron teeth that like defected came yeah that was a big epic one and i loved that and i did love that i think the way that this whole battle was set up was really good and Obviously, we. I kind of felt that like uh, there was going to be a second wave. Petra's revenge was the most epic, just chef's kiss moment. I've I've loved it, and she's just like she's like let go, like like you know, obviously because the yellow legs air took out Keely. Still, that still hurts. Like goes in and attacks. I mean, takes on Petra. I mean, takes her down and just like. And they're like falling in the sky. Like I thought, Abraxas was gonna die. You thought Abraxas? Oh yeah, because her yeah, because he attacks Abraxas. I was like, no, like if this, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like I was freaking out. And then obviously, the um, Petra comes in and saves the day, and basically, like, you know, <laughs> takes down the yellow legs air in her like wyvern. And I freaking, it was so epic. She's just like pull up, pull up. And then she's like, this is for Keely. And she just like freaking like careens her into the ground. And then her wife just like, thanks. And is like, I'm out. Like, it was just like so perfect and just so epic. And I was just like, yeah, that's what you get. You like, oh, it was so great. I loved, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of the witches fighting scenes and like, yeah, more info about what was going on up there. I didn't love the witch towers. I will say it. Yeah. The concept of it was just annoying to me. This again felt very, very healthy with those big, like, the siege towers and all that. I guess we skipped a big, big part here. Um, The door. We skipped the door. Yeah. Um, Closing the door to the ward keys. Let's chat about that for like a quick minute. I would like to just rant, actually. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I was, uh, yeah, I was just trying to think about like, I didn't like it. So maybe I just, yeah, yeah, blacked it out. Um, Blocked it out. (laughs) So I had this thought from the very beginning that Dorian and Aelin should try to close it together and it would be like half of them. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just thought that. I just felt that. Like, I was like, why don't they both do it and see what happens? I was so irritated reading this scene because she gets there and I thought it was really wholesome, (laughs) whatever. It was so stupid. I I hate it all. I thought it was really wholesome. And his dad shows up and he's like, I didn't have a name. I'm like the king of no name. And then I was thinking back in my head, just like personally for us, when we did an episode and we both were like, what is the king's name? I don't think they ever mentioned the king's name. Like, I don't think they say it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. So that's true. They don't ever say it. So I love that, you know, that was what happened. And he sacrificed and you're like, okay, so Dorian's obviously going to live. I, I, I was 50, 50. I wasn't sure if Aelin was going to live. This could have been yeah. a time where like they killed her off, but I think this was the worst decision that she ever made in any book of all time. This was awful. 
you're putting the gods back in their realm and they were going to take Ar- Arabin or Aragorn or whatever his name is. Ar- 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 I don't know. How to Ar- say his name. I don't know. The, the bad Arwen, guy. The bad guy. They were going to take him back to his realm. One. And it's like one, I get that. That's what you promised to do. But then you made all these like jump through hoops, did all these like cagey things in between. It made no sense that they like talked to Elid and Lorcan and acted like they were some, that they felt like otherworldly beings, the ones that were like talking to them. Yeah. But like, where were they this whole time? I guess yeah. prior to like the gate being shut. So I thought that was stupid that they were like referencing the gods so often. And then she physically met them in person. Thought that was stupid. Yeah. Thought it was really dumb when she tried to bargain for what's her face's life. And they were like, we're vengeful gods. Like we're super vengeful. So like, she was like, I asking. hope you, she was like, I hope you would ask for that. And then they freaking tear Elena apart. I mean, she's deserved it, but it's fine. I, it, it was, was just, just like, and then they're like, well, thanks for asking. So now we're just going to not do what we said we were going to do and get rid of her. Sorry. Bye. It's like, we don't make deals with, with, uh, with Peasants. mortals or phase or whatever anymore. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like the really? point, of, I guess I didn't understand the point of them being like, entities. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was very kind of anticlimactic and not so anticlimactic. I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it was either. And it was just like, it, it like, it genuinely like pissed me off if we're being honest and I appreciate that her conversation with that other chick where she was like, go do this or whatever. Like you still have like a kernel of power, get back or, and then Elaine was, uh, Aelin was like, thanks. Enjoy being eaten bitches. And like dipped out and like shoved her in there and let those things like eat her. And I was like, yeah. didn't this one just like kind of help you? Why can't she just stay on planet earth? And like, you know, the other ones can go get eaten. I don't know. It's so weird. And then she went in there though. She didn't, oh, yeah, she didn't shove her in there. She like just walked in, walked like, in. but she- it's like, why? I- it was just silly. It's like, so she's helping you, but she's also agreeing to go like get eaten by something for like all the sins yeah. that she had, but she's a God. And then she was falling through the world. And I guess I'm a little confused. I have read Akatar and I have read Crescent City. So I kind of understood the point of this and where they were pulling, but I, I haven't read them close enough that I understood the Easter egg here. I get that there was a pull to other worlds, but I need to reread that part. I think to get a better idea of how that's where that's the Easter egg. I have to say my favorite thing is, uh, when uh, there's this meme that I saw and it was this person that goes, you know, when we asked for a meshing of the world, we didn't mean Aelin yeeting herself across the sky. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was so confused. And then I was just like, the tattoo was so precious. And he like pulls her back. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, oh, good. I don't know. Yeah. It was so, and then she gets back and she's like, I gave up my human form. And I was like, well, your human form is stupid. Yeah. So it's probably better. Yeah. No one cares. And I don't know. I said this before, but I felt like it was like, that's the stupidest animal that she could have transformed into. It was like a human. It was like, why can't it's not like she was in it anyways. She hasn't even been in that form for books now. It's been like multiple books that she hasn't even been in that form. So it's like, eh. And then I don't know. And And all her power is gone. And she's like, I'm except for the like trap of water and like a, a sparkles like, this also felt very very ragnarok where he's like and sparkles come out of his fingers <laughs> it's like like that's how i felt but like i was I done know. with the book at that point it i was, was ready to throw it that, across the room. that that part was very annoying i was like we just spent that's it literally eight books leading up to like this situation and for that's it. nothing to happen no, nothing yeah, yeah. And it even was, after reading yeah. like Crescent City and Akatar, I didn't, there was, you could have written that somewhere else that there's a possibility there's other worlds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I was just, I was pissed. And I get that like, she didn't want her to be powerful for the battle because obviously it would have been over in like a heartbeat. 
with that. But like, it could have just been that she was still struggling or her magic wasn't recharged or whatever it was, but she made her like less than for this battle. And it was just like, ew. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on when they kind of finally met up with Maeve and it was all, all four of them and going through this, I genuinely thought when she got into Aelin's head that this was all a dream. I didn't think it was because I, I was like, well, it's, yeah, I don't know. I didn't I think just, it was, but I was maybe like, she could have just ended it right there and been like, this was yeah. all a dream. Boom. Done. End of the series. And I've been like, what? Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I didn't think it was a dream, but I really, I don't know. Maeve is just terrible. And just what she did to the, to the rest of the cadre and like put them in these like, painful situations and just like basically like we're torturing them you know all of them with like terrible images and like with Lorcan it was like a lead was leaving him and then with Rowan it was something to do it was with his mate his old mate and then um Fenris was his brother obviously and Gabriel was Aiden I believe was it what was Gabriel dead oh Gabriel was already dead oh no I forgot (laughs) no how did I forget? I cried. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about like the mental part of all of that battle. No! <laughs> I, I just thought that later. part. I was so convinced I that like he was dead by now. Oh. No, <laughs> I, I for some reason I because we again jump out of order all the time. So I Sorry. thought for some reason I thought he was there, but no, Gabriel is gone. The lion is gone, and it broke my heart that like I had to reread that twice. Oh. I was like, wait, what? It was, uh, it was terrible because you know he's like, oh. there he's finally kind of made almost amends with Aiden, and Aiden's like, yeah, like let's fight together and let's take this down, let's do what we can, let's hold this gate, and you know, and he's like, okay, and then he steps to the gate, and I was like, oh, and Aiden's like, no, like Aiden's like, finally, like there with his father, and his father like sacrifice. I didn't think he needed to sacrifice himself. But I mean, Absolutely I guess he kind of did because he like kept them away from the door while they like. Definitely not. But still, like it was just like stupid. Oh, I also this was love- another part though that they were like, yeah, okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, everyone's here, and I was like, everybody's not here. <laughs> like we're missing someone. You know, it was just like, yeah. oh, that's so awful. I was like, that was so <laughs> sad. What? Oh. I, it broke my heart and then they like find him and they like carry him into the I was just like oh no and it was just like oh it just it broke my soul I was so sad I was so 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 sad but I will say this part I cried I did cry in this part but the one part in the entire book that ripped my soul from my body I sobbed. I literally oh, I had oh, to I walk bet. away. I put my book down. I had to walk away. I couldn't see because I, 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 I had to stop reading because I couldn't see because I was crying so hard. I was like literally hyperventilating, sobbing. Like I, it was, I was a mess. So, you know, obviously Abraxas gets like more, almost mortally wounded. And so he has to like, they have to go back and sh- they're like trying to save him and everything like that. And you know, the witch towers are coming and they have to take down this last witch tower because it's like about to be operating again. And so they're trying to um, take down this witch tower because if they don't, they're done. Like they're, they're toast. And so um, Lysandra's there. Abraxas can't fly. So Manon's like, I need a wyvern now. Like we need to go. And then 
she's like, we're taking down that tower. Like we're taking it down. And I was just like, oh, and then, you know, all the 13 look at each other and then they nod and they go to their wyvern. And then Asterin's like, I'm sorry. She's like, you know, you're the best. Basically it was just like, she said to live, live and punched she her in the live gut for all of us and she punches her in the gut and drops her and then they go and like oh my god this whole scene was just like and they were like and then she drops and this one dropped and that one dropped and I was just like oh no and they all like went down I'm like crying now they like all go down and then like Astrid is together. just like epic freaking like rips her shirt open and it's like the you know her like basically brand on her stomach and she like goes after the the matron Manon's grandmother and fucking slices her down and then they all do like go like surrender to the yielding and they just like blow it up and I was just like oh no like I was just like I was I it was so it was I couldn't and then I like came back and like a couple chapters later there's like that circle and that clearing and they like oh they cried it with flowers (laughs) And it was all the different countries that like came up and everyone. And she was like in the circle with the Braxis and a Braxis is depressed because his mate died. Oh my God. That one was soul crushing. And like, he's depressed and the non's depressed. She's just crying and upset. And like, everyone is there like I'm like crying now. like having a rough day. (laughs) I'm literally crying right now. I was reading the scene and it was really late at night and Kirsten's two hours ahead of me, but I was reading it thinking like, and I was like a little Oh, uh, teary-eyed. Like I was a little emotional. I wasn't like I definitely didn't cry. But in my heart of hearts, I was like, "Oh, Kirsten is sobbing through this scene, like sobbing." I knew it. As ugly soon as cry. I, hit, I like, was like, "Like Kim K, ugly <laughs> cry the whole time." Like it was so bad. Like oh, I, man, oh I just God. knew it. I thought about texting you at like or like posting on Instagram at like three a.m. and I was like. I just know everybody who's read this scene is crying their eyes out. Oh I know Kirsten God. is like upset. I was dying. <laughs> I was, oh, I was just crushed. The whole, I was, I, okay. So I had read some, I had accidentally read some spoiler. I like was scrolling and I had read some spoiler about Astrin. So I had a feeling Astrin was going to die, but the entire, the, the whole 13, I, I was not, I was not okay with that. And I was just like, oh, my, my soul was just crushed. Like I was just, and it was like the whole battle just kind of ceased in this moment. And like, because of that sacrifice and it was just so just like, oh, I'm just, I'm not okay now. But like, I just, it, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much. Like I was, I was, that, that scene destroyed me. I will not lie to you. I felt like it was, wholeheartedly <laughs> unnecessary for all of them to die. I, I get that there was like the epic part and it like fulfills the prophecy and everything, but I was like reading it thinking like they did not have to die. This is not how that had to go down. Like I, I could have been like Petra and a group of people we don't care about. Like I get the epic part of it, but it was just like so unnecessary. It's like, wow, okay, really like rip your heart out for no reason there. Like oh, good it was lord. Brutal man. It was so <laughs> brutal. So obviously like Braxis and Manon are like distraught beyond all reason you know and um there's they're also fighting and they're all you know fighting and this whole scene with Maeve and how did you feel about Erwin being like peace like I'm out I'm gonna hop on my little bat thing and like so I really like I really like the way that Aelin acts in this scene and she's like sowing these seeds of doubt and being like hey like PPS like you know Maeve is gonna turn on you like did you know that and 
this is what she, she had like healers around her. She was super sus that you guys were going to come and find her. And like, she killed her husband and, or like sent him away on purpose and she could bring him back, but she didn't, you know? So I really liked that aspect of their banter and all that kind of stuff. And, and obviously Maeve's smart and thinks she's stalling, but I liked that Erwin didn't know that she was stalling. And then he goes to like deal with Irene. And I, I thought this was good. I, I think Maeve overall is like ultimate villain. Like Erwin, Aaron sucks. And he's obviously like big, bad, evil, but I think she's the ultimate villain. And so I like that he got an epic ending with Irene, who is a big character and like does a big thing and does exactly what she said she was going to do was like, get rid of him as a parasite. So I really liked that, that that was a huge part, but I liked that it was more Maeve and that ending there with them and like the struggle internally and like psychologically going for her. And I guess I was really shook at when. Aelin like looks at Fenris and does it like blink blink and then he like hopped like portaled again and used that and I was like oh man I'm I gonna do that I loved how she's like you can't kill me you like whatever and she's like nope but he can and he just like freaking like skewers her. I just I loved it I loved it and it was like such a like you know it's so it was such the perfect moment too because like obviously like he's like I can't I can't do that. Like that was something that my brother and I shared and I don't even know if I have the ability anymore and da, 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 da. And then he like does and like at the most epic moment, you know, and it was so good. And so, yeah, it was, it was intense. Um, I will have to say I did love, <laughs> this is like farther on, but I did love how, you know, after like coronation and everything, there's like that like black spot where they like killed Erwin and, and they're like, Oh, we got to clean that. Like, we're going to clean that. And, and, and uh, Rowan's like, we'll just put a rug over it. It'd be a really ugly rug. Like we'll just yeah. like, throw a rug over it. Like, I love that. That was so funny. And Sanders like, yeah, something real lavish. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of basically wrapped. Yeah, it all I mean, up. Did wait. you like, like the ending? Did you, are you happy with that sort of ties it all up in a big bow and everybody's like yeah. living their best lives? Yeah. And I liked it. And Lord. Lork and Lord laid lead. Lork, Lork, Lord, what is it? Lord, Lork and Loken. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like happy with that ending? Yeah, I, I was. How did you feel about obviously like Aiden and Lysandra and, um, and who was that one Lord that's like a rat that is an asshole? Darrow. Yeah. And how did you, okay. How did you like him and Evangeline's little, like, I, laughed because I like where Aelin's like yeah I did tell her to like win me over a kingdom winky face and they're like a lead like winks at her so I thought that was good and it's it's a really good tie and like again to all the conversations we had and even like air fire and all that kind of yeah. stuff and winning back the kingdom and stuff so I I really liked her relationship with him and I I liked that she survived I thought for a minute there that maybe she was going to be like a collateral type yeah. of situation but I, I loved her relationship with him and how he finally became like more human and mm-hmm. like had more emotions and was like, yeah, she can have my kingdom and I'm, I'll be a better person. And I'm like, so sorry. I was an asshole. Yeah. 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 It was intense. So did you like him, his character better in this one? Yeah, I did. I mean, and I, I, I understand like why he did what he did. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you understand it. Like after, obviously I don't understand him blaming an eight-year-old child for not running her kingdom, but there's that, but I understand why he didn't trust her because obviously like it's he's trying to protect his kingdom like let's just like the long and short of it is he's trying to protect his kingdom you hear all these terrible things about her being an assassin her being like uncontrolled like all these things so like 
also, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, I'm not saying he was in the right, but I'm just saying I understand it. And so um, I loved his arc and how he kind of came around and how Evangeline was actually like a pretty big part and how she played that part and she was involved in everything. And, um, you know, was, you know, he's talking about we might die, like running low on supplies. And what would you do? Would you run? He like asks her, he straight up asks her, he's like, would you run or would you stay and fight? And she's like, I would fight. I would stay and fight for the kingdom that I want, the kingdom I believe in and, and what I want. And she talks about, oh, this part was also heartbreaking. She talks about like the, the, like their home, her home with Lysandra and Lysandra's like, um, like realm or whatever and kingdom or like, you know, whatever. And she talks or land and she talks about how she visited it and saw it and saw how pretty it was and how she'd love to see it again. And she may not be able to see it again, but she's fighting for that world and something that, and I was just like, Oh, like girl, you be, you wise beyond your years, man. Like, but, um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked their relationship. I thought it was cute. I thought Darrow was pretty with his, he, he played a really good role in this, in this book. I really liked him in this book, but yeah. How did you feel about the ending then with, did you like how it was all kind of wrapped up and nice little bow? Um, yeah. <laughs> what no. didn't you like? I wanted there to be a little bit more about Manon and Ansel and like how yeah. that was going to go. I would have liked a little bit more info about like, I guess we didn't really talk about this, but poor Ansel and like all the things that she went through and like the kingdom she mm-hmm. fought for and just felt like we were in the kingdom of flesh and fire all over again. But yeah, um, I, I just felt like just with the heads anyways, um, <laughs> I, I felt so bad for Ansel and I just wanted to know more about like how the, the ending for the witches was going to go, I guess, cause they're my favorite storyline. So I wanted a little bit more info about that. And then I would have liked a little, little bit more about like Dorian and going back to Ardalan and Rifthold and like what that looks like. And I get it because I think maybe eventually she might write more, or, you know, it's like one of those up to your own interpretations. It just felt a little too cookie cutter for me. And it was like, here's this whole epic series. We finished the battle and it's over. And it's like, you could have spent yeah, it was hundred pages. Yeah. You could have spent a hundred pages looking for Aelin. And then you could have spent like a hundred pages kind of joining them back together and all the things that happened in between, right? Like a hundred pages with like Manon and Aiden and their battle and, you know, Kale and all that. And then it could have been like another two, 300 pages of like a big epic battle. And then the last part of it could have been like, what was going to happen after the world building, the Crotians and the witches, like going to the wastes, a little bit about Rifthold, a little yeah. bit about her running the kingdom. But instead it was like, here's one page of my coronation. Aiden gets the blood oath, flowers bloomed and we're done. Yeah. How like, did you feel about Ansel talking to Manon though? And she's like, I, I understand, like, I understand your loss. Like I get it. Yeah. Oh, that was again, very kingdom of flesh and fire, but, um, <laughs> you know, that was very rough, but I love how she was like, we can share the kingdom. We can share yeah. the wastes. And I was like, oh, like, like, which is so intense because you know what Ansel has gone through to get the waste back. Yeah. What Ansel fought for to get her like kingdom back. And she's like, you know, willing to share that and to rule that alongside the witches. And, and I think her and Manon are very similar yeah. personality and stuff like that. And the way that they are so I, I yeah. just would have liked a little bit more info and I don't know I love the happily ever after I just felt like it was like here's an epic battle a bunch of people died this is what happened and and we're done and yeah I don't know I could have just I would I could have used a little bit more mm-hmm. it, it would be like if Lord of the Rings edited the two towers that's true 
you know, like so much happens afterwards, even though there's yeah. this huge battle, it's like so much happens afterwards that you want to know about. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. What was your star rating? My star rating. I gave this one like a, like a four. I gave it a four. So it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. I will say that. I will say there were some just epic scenes though. I mean, some of these scenes were just like chef's kiss epic, man. But I, the timing for me, the timeline was just weird for me. I didn't, I didn't like the timeline. The timeline just kind of confused me a little bit. Um, so I, that was one reason. And then also like, I felt the ending was very, like you said, like it was just very like epic battle scenes, all these battle scenes, everything's so intense, intense, intense. And it was like two pages of like, okay, we're done now. Everyone that's happening ever after, you know, Elite and Lorcan get married and we had a wedding here. And, you know, it was just kind of like, really quick for me and I was and, kind of like yeah and that'll happen I was, hoping pages. <laughs> for, I was hoping for more I was hoping to hear more about maybe their relationships and like Lysandra and Aiden and Elite and Lorcan and maybe more about Dorian and Manon and like I I would have won I wanted more out of the end and I understand um the kind of leaving it up to you and there's possibility of fingers crossed of some sort of you know something 10 years later kind of a situation um but yeah that was kind of those were my big kind of pet peeves on the whole and then also the whole like gate thing I thought was fucking pointless but you know can't win them all what about you yeah I guess it's like a solid three and a half 3.75 ish I really I think for me one the pacing was really off Two, I think the storyline was a little corrupt in like what happened and what didn't happen. Like it was just weird. It was a weird setup. All the things that I wanted to happen didn't. And all the things that I didn't want to happen did. I also, so many people said that like, this is such an emotional book and there's so many things that happen in it. And I was really expecting to be like gut wrenched and Gavriel dying was like sad, but I mean, Aelin didn't die. I thought Aelin was going to die, you know, or like Rowan or like someone really big or I don't know. I just, maybe that was my own fault for like having some I mean, high 13 hopes. died. So that's, that was tragic, big. but like, we don't that know them. We don't ask That's it. And like Sorrel and the, the demons, like, but we don't have yeah. like, I don't know. I don't feel like I love the witches. They're my favorite plot line of this entire series. Like, so I really do love them, but like, it wasn't that shocking. They're warriors, you know? And the same thing with Gabriel, yeah. like, they're warriors. If Lysander died, well, I'd probably be crushed, but like, yeah. I guess I wasn't just, I, I just was expecting something like that to happen but I thought it was going to be the golden trio or Rowan that was going to die, you know, yeah. and just from the way that this book is so like hyped and people, people are like, Oh, you just wait. And I'm like, oh, just wait for what? Like, I feel like I'm still waiting. Like what, <laughs> what am I waiting for? You know what I mean? I don't know. So I think for me, yeah. like, yeah, the pacing was off. It was just really hyped for, and that was my own fault, but like, I think it was really hyped and I had a really hard time getting through the first half. I think it was so slow. And the elite and Lorcan scene is like, that's probably my favorite of this entire series. Like I thought it was so epic. And I just, we all love like a good dash off in the distance on a horse from hell. Like that's so great. But I, I don't know. I just, the moments that I wanted to happen and the epic scenes that I wanted to happen, didn't elite and Lorcan's relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like, you wanted like so much from that and it didn't happen. I wanted her and Knox to have, you know, a recap. I wanted her and Irene to have more time together. I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, like Gabriel and Aiden, you want them to have more time together. Yeah. I don't know. There's like so you many- said, we could have we could have spent less time searching for her and more time exploring the relationships. Yeah, of the different like, and like groups. ending it on like a good note. And yeah, I, don't know, I just hate a like a happily ever after walk up into the distance. Type <laughs> <of thing. laughs> you want someone to die? 
Yeah. I just, I don't know. I wanted it to be like, this is what happened. You know? Yeah. What was your, what's your like overall star rating for the whole series? I know that's a big question, but. Oh goodness. I would probably. Oh, we're done. Oh my gosh. I would probably give it like a four and a half. It's probably my star rating. Um, I would definitely reread it. I think, I think I would reread it and just kind of, I think it just cause I know what happens now, like going back and being like, Oh, like picking up on little things. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, um, it was, it was a fun read. I had fun reading it. It's intense. It's long. Again, I would recommend taking a moment between Empire of Storms and Kingdom of Ash. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a fun read. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we started with the series, um, kind of progressing with her writing and stuff like that. Um, I have, I, I don't know what to expect, honestly, from the other ones, because I, I know they're a bit, they're different. So I don't, I don't know how I'm excited. I will say that I'm excited for, um, Akatar and Crescent City to kind of get into those as well later, but, um, yeah, I would give it four and a half. I loved, I loved Aelin. I mean, there were she wasn't my favorite character, I wouldn't say. Um, her and Rowan are, are super cute and I love them, but like not my favorite ship, not my favorite like characters, I would say. Um, don't at me for that, but you know, that's it is what it is. Um, I love Aiden is Aiden and Lysandra are probably my favorite ship, and like I just love Lysandra and like a lead and all these strong female leads and female characters and um I thought they were just amazing. Um, her writing was so intense and um, it was very fun to finally experience it. So I really enjoyed that. But, um, and also just Abraxas is everything and um, I, I want a wyvern. So there's there's that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, four and a half, really liked it. Would recommend it. What about you? I would probably give this maybe like a four. I will I mean, maybe don't quote me on this, but I will never reread this series. It was such a commitment. <laughs> I like my TBR is never ending. I think for me, for you, this is Lord of the Rings with a, with a female lead and you love Lord of the Rings. And so for me, it was like, I love it. And I love the action, but like, I just love relationship building and like the romance of it. So I think for me, it was like lacking a little bit on that side. And you know me, I can't keep things straight. So a bunch of people with the same names and the same letters of the first of the, it's just too much for me after a while, especially with the introduction of like 17 new characters at the like last second to last book. So it was just a lot. I think it's overwhelming. If I do reread it, I'll read like one a year perhaps, or like one every like few months. Yeah. Um, or like your favorite ones are just reread Assassin's yeah, Blade. <laughs> like I'm just going to reread that one like many times. I'll, I'll have reread Throne of Glass like six times, just the Throne of Glass. So I really do. I mean, I love SJM. I think the longer I've been on Instagram and like book talk and bookstagram, the more like jaded I get, the more I'm like, okay, we get it. And I don't like to do things that are trendy. So like I'll automatically hate something for being trendy. Yeah. And I didn't know the actor was so trendy when I read it. So mm. I love it a ton. And I, and but I love you're not like obsessed, but I kind of like gotten a little like, okay, yeah, it's great. But like, it's not that great. Like calm down. And I think that I like, <laughs> maybe I do love it, but I just don't because it's so trendy, but I do love like, I just pretend that Crescent City isn't Sarah Jamas because it's not as popular as all her other books. But <laughs> I just feel like I'm excited for you to read them. And I think she does yeah. a wonderful job. Her writing style is amazing. Like I said, it's like comfort reads. Her font that she uses, the style of writing that she has, you know, the characters that she puts in there. I think for me, I wish I would have read Throne of Glass first because yeah. I think I would have fallen even harder in love with like every, all the, all of these characters and the rest yeah. of the world. 
but knowing that there's a series that's only four books long, like <laughs> that's hers. It's just so much easier to digest. Yeah. But I like this. Yeah. I, I, there's some issues with these books as far as like world building and relationship building for me, but I think they're really good. I just don't think I'll ever reread the whole series as an entity ever again. <laughs> it's a commitment. That's for sure. Yeah. But it was good. It's really good. And I, I love Aline, a lead. I would say her name wrong. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I love a lead in Lorcan. I, I love their relationship. I love her as a person and like her mm-hmm. character. It's so good. I love the Sandra. The witches are my favorite storyline, but they're my favorite ship. Lysandra's my favorite lead, I think. But I love Manon and the witches and like that whole storyline. And yeah, so good. It's a great storyline. Yeah, it really is. Gosh, we did it. We, we finished it. Made it. We I appreciate it. all of you that like <laughs> read it with us also because I think there were quite a few of you guys that were like reading it while we were reading it, so we yeah. could <laughs> read it together, which I love that. And I'm so excited to actually finally get to listen to like all the other podcasts that have done Throne of Glass, and I like just yes. skipped those eight weeks that they did them, <laughs> <laughs> and I was sad. But now, because I haven't read the books, so yeah. I'm excited to go back and like re-listen to all the <laughs> my favorite podcast, other podcasts that yep. did Throne of Glass. Do we yeah. have any announcements or anything like that? Um, we have a bonus episode that's coming out this Wednesday. So, um, it is our bookish merch episode. So that's a fun one. So we'll have some, um, talking about some of our favorite bookish merch. Um, some of the things that we've bought, some of the things that we enjoy in stores outside of buying books. Um, so that was a fun episode to, to record and kind of talk about some of those shops and things that we visit. Hope you guys will visit them as well and check them out because we love them. And, um, we love that we want everyone else to also love them because they're just amazing. So we have two special guests coming on in the next two weeks. Very excited. Or the next two weeks, we have some special guests. Kind of wrap-ups of the Throne of Glass series. So next week, we are talking with Corinne, um, who is from Corinne Thorne. She is a cosplayer who does a lot of uh, Throne of Glass co- cosplays. Um, amazing. Please go check her out. Her her cosplays are epic and amazing. So we're going to talk all things cosplay, all things Throne of Glass. And then um, the following week, um, we spoke with Sarah from Rosebud Mode, who is kind of the bookish interwebs um, expert on Throne of Glass. She has a uh, book club dedicated to Throne of Glass. She has um, a couple book clubs, actually two book clubs that are running a big Discord group. Um, she's bigger on book talk, so she has a pretty decent following on book talk. And um, it was spoke with her earlier she's amazing she's so much fun she's such a sweetheart so um we had a great time talking with her and um yeah so very very excited for those episodes to come out but I think that might be it anything else that I missed no after we finish Throne of Glass and kind of do our last two wrap-up episodes we'll be getting into Blood and Honey and Gods and Monsters so Serpent and Dove was our first book review ever and we wanted to kind of spread it out and wait until Gods and Monsters came out so those will be our next two episodes. We'll probably have like one or two more bonus episodes in August. So we're okay. still doing our July book club read and it is all the murmuring bones. We'll be having our zoom call next week on Sunday. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to read that book this week and hop on, you definitely can, you can join the discord group. There's a link in our bio. I think that's it as far as announcements go. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's all. So thank you all for hanging in there with us while we, while we uh, talked about throne of glass it was um 
quite the read, quite the commitment. And thank you all for also who, whomever read along as well. So um, we had a lot of fun. We enjoyed, it was, I enjoyed my first experience of Sarah J. Mass. So it was, it was a lot of fun and excited to continue to read um, some of her other series. But um, thank you all for sticking it out with us. And uh, we hope you enjoy um, our special guest episodes. We, I know we yeah. had a lot of fun. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We will talk to you later. Oh, wait, if you guys aren't following us, go ahead and head over to Instagram and TikTok. We're at the bookish banter podcast on both of those. And mine and Kirsten's Instagrams are linked in the bio of our, um, Instagram as well. So if you guys have questions or want to connect with us over there and have anything like that, you guys can, and DM us and all that, if you have questions or anything like that, but make sure you guys are following subscribe, leave us a five-star review and tell a friend if you guys like the podcast. Yeah, it is all appreciated. We love all the support and love that you all you all have so it is appreciated so um but yeah everyone have a wonderful week um we hope you loved our (laughs) eight week long well it'll be 10 weeks after our special guest but our long dive into deep dive into the throne of glass series so thank you all for sticking it out um yeah have a great week and we love you all okay bye bye Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.